hello and welcome, listeners, to the latest episode of Lost Lieutenant. I'll be your host, uh, Nick, and this evening I'm joined by fellow host, Val. Good to see you again, Val. It has been a little while since we've had a catch-up, a little while since we've put an episode up. It's just been uh, pretty flat out for everyone uh, over the past few weeks, I think, um, it's it's been some some crazy times. Funny time of year to have some super busy times, but we've got we've got Kev over in um, over in Europe at the moment. Uh, he was uh, sitting in in Lisbon in Portugal, uh, setting up some notes and information for us to talk about because without Kev we seem to be lost. Uh, <laughs> Basically in retreat, to be honest. Without Kevin, we're actually in retreat. That's right. Like we're, so we're, we're literally in we're, lost. We're lieutenant. lost, Lieutenant. But with with when you take out um, Kev's that the points that Kev's worth, we uh, we have found ourselves in retreat. Um, we've got a couple of veteran uh, a couple of veteran orders left over, which is how we've managed to scrounge around to get a couple of episodes out. And... Away, right. And as you know, best of all, you can still win, or in your case, lose a game by going to retreat. Absolutely. So that's fine. Absolutely. It should be okay. Yeah. But um, yeah, Val, <laughs> how have you been? Uh, yeah, look, I've been, I've been pretty well, uh, actually. I've um, been playing a little bit of Infinity here and there and starting to, um, starting to really... Uh, starting to do a lot of list building um, towards BCB now. Uh, BCB is not far away yeah. at all. Burn City Brawl um, is coming so really up in about to... about a month time now, which is um, we've hit fifty players. Super exciting! Yeah, we've got a cap of sixty players. We've got fifty locked in already. Um, for those who were uh, frightened that I might be jumping in to dominate the field, I'm actually going to be toing this event. So uh, it's my first time. As a uh, as a TO, which has been um, a real eye opener to uh, sort of reveal the type amount of work and effort that has to go in on behind the scenes beforehand to get this mm-hmm. this sort of thing up and running because we've got a group chat and it's just blowing up all the time to sort all this stuff out. Twenty five tables. Well, that's right. Twenty five ta- twenty five tables, maybe thirty. Um, when you've got a, a sixty person event, it's just um, it's a lot of a uh, lot of cats to herd, right? Yeah, so who's actually on the, who's the TOing? It's obviously Pete, so um, yourself. me, Pete Henry, Kev's in there as well, but Kev will still be in Europe, so he's <laughs> TOing um, from a distance. Mm-hmm. So on the on the actual, like on the floor on that weekend, apart from me and Pete, I'm not sure um, if they'll be well, What about setup and organizing and stuff? Who's in the chat? Um, yeah, that's still, uh, it's still still up in the air to... Um, to get it all to get it all locked in so it's going to be a uh i'll probably have to take that friday off work beforehand as well actually come to think of it to um which i did last year as well to help with the setup but but even more so yeah last last year i was on crutches at the time (laughs) yeah fuck. well that wasn't even last year that was was the the start of this year year. but it was 20 that was a 2021 bcb that had been Mm. postponed until what was Mm -hmm. it january or february um and then this is actually 2022. I might have to turn my camera PCB. off. I might have to turn my camera off. The internet's playing up a little bit. Oh, uh, you're coming but through fine not. for me. Oh, I am? Okay, yeah. cool. Because now nah, the video is just going in and out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, well, well, I mean, if you want to, you so. can turn my video off. But, um, I yeah, I don't know if I can. Nah, that's all right. Don't worry about it. You're like, you've not had any issues come through. So uh, awesome. Sounds, okay. sounds absolutely sounds good. fine. Sounds good. Um, but yeah, but, um, tonight we're going to have a bit of a catch up. 
Um, again, just so we're trying to get this episode out there so we can remain relevant, um, we're going to have a bit of a talk about everything that's happened in the world of Infinity since yeah. we last spoke, right? Because there has been a whole bunch of changes. We've had all the information come out about Blackwind through the Blackwind week, as well as the seminar at um, Gen Con. Mm-hmm. A whole bunch of whole bunch of changes, whole bunch of uh, of updates, and some really beautiful uh, beautiful miniatures coming our way, as well as a few tasty nerfs that um, may or may not have been heavily influenced by a meme war that happened, and um, and, and all, all, sorts, all sorts of stuff going on. So, um, uh, yeah, yeah. But um, anyway, uh, before we get into that, um, why don't we have a bit of a chat about what we've what we've been up to? So, um, Val, you've been playing many games, getting any hobby in yourself? Yeah, so I've been having um, a little bit of hobby here and there, starting to paint up some Imperial service. Um, done my ba- some bounty hunters. I've used like the IR model as a bounty hunter. I've used um, the one, uh, the limited edition Lamouette with the pistol, the one pistol i'm using him as a bounty hunter mm-hmm. and then like i've got the big chesty limited edition bounty hunter so yeah. those, those three those, um, uh, irs look awesome i love those minis so, oh, so like i can totally gorgeous. see how you can put that through as a um as a bounty hunter as well yeah it's yeah so i'm pretty happy with how they've come out i've been having some um racing games with imperial service and we'll go, we can go into them a little bit uh later or we can talk about it now just go, you just talk about it now yeah man i can there's I'm struggling so badly with them. They're so such a contrast to the Morats uh, that I've been playing recently. They're they're just tough, really tough. You don't have staying power. You don't have board uh, board presence. Um, it's it's uh, the weapons you do have. You're paying a lot for them. I don't know. It's um having a, yeah having a really hard time, but I'll be taking them to BCB. I'm starting to find some things that I'm I'm liking, but yeah, big big learning curve. I feel like I mean you mentioned like board presence as a thing. Um, I feel like that would be a similarity that they have with Morats in that you're starting in your deployment zone, right? Yeah, but with Morats you have the different warbands that take control of the midfield very quickly and very efficiently. You can do the same with. Pongshin, that's what I'm learning to do. But they 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 move four four. They move they don't move six four like the Garkis or six six like the Predators. And yeah, I don't know. It's just it's it's a bit different, bit different. But um, I'm learning, I'm learning. So, and the thing is, like the only things that have like more than one wound is your heavy infantry, which you're paying forty fifty points for, right? So, and then if you want real staying power, you want a doctor or a paramedic, but that's thirty one points for the soft attack because you got to get the soft attack, attack, yeah. Exactly, it's uh, it's so it's so infuriating at the moment. But um, yes, yeah, so I've been having some games against Gareth, uh, an old player who's uh who's coming back into the fold. He's come to BCB. He's been pulling out his NCA and he's been slapping me around with um the Swiss hacker and uh the basically the bolts uh, bolt link and things like that. It's been yeah, it's been it's having some good games though. Look, I, been I, fun. I jumped into ISS with in N four. I played. It would be less than half a dozen, maybe like three or four games with ISS when N4 first dropped. And I just couldn't get my head around them. I couldn't make them work for me. That was, and now like there has been a lot of changes that have taken in place post, post Raven Eye with, with ISS. Do they really help them that much? I'm not sure. Um, in saying that, like we're looking at some of this data that came out from the, um, 
from this from the seminar which yeah. we'll talk about later on it's like they still seem to have a massive a really decent or higher than i expected um win win ratio um when compared to the other factions so um i don't know maybe maybe we're both just doing it wrong yeah i think so no i don't think the fashion's weak i just think uh, um i just gotta, I gotta change my approach to them but yeah it's, it's just taking uh yeah it's just hard um and the missions for bcb are really tough as well but um but besides that uh we had our event in geelong uh, uh codenamed kirby uh that was the 400 points limited insertion um event that was really really fun yeah that's right um, i love i love that you dedicated it to kirby as well that's awesome because usually um or pre-covid we would in melbourne we'd have um uh ocm uh, sorry ecm elite command ECM. melbourne which is a 400 point single command group um four round event in one day um that was that was probably we probably ran that three times i reckon um Right. And so Kirby had tried to bring it back, but um, unfortunately wasn't able to um, to get the numbers around on sort of short notice to, to put it in place. So yeah. you decided to adopt that same format for the uh, All Systems Go event in Geelong. That's right. Yeah. So, so it was a bit of a con style event put on by the local store in Geelong. They hired out a hall. It was fucking awesome, actually. Yeah. Uh, I had lots of different game systems. The food, the, the beers, it was like $4 beers. Mate, two dollar fifty chips, mate. This was like we live in the eighties. It was fucking. I was eating chips and par and like donuts for a dollar and beer for like four dollars. It was a fucking great time. That sounds fantastic. And yeah, I'm so like yeah. I was I was planning on on getting on making it down. Yeah. Um, for the I wasn't able to. I was never going to be able to play in the event, but play. um, I was event. I was planning on popping down for half the day to bring one of the girls along just to pop my head in and say hello. But uh, I ended up having, what did I get? I got, uh, um, uh, tonsillitis. I had tonsillitis last weekend. Oh, uh, so, um, cause yeah, it was only last weekend. Good for that, aren't you, Nick? Yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> I had I, I somehow managed to get tonsillitis. Um, so it was not in a good way and then had to yeah, fucking travel to Sydney this past week. So I was, I was in Sydney all week, um, for work. So I like this, this week has just been a write off for me hobby wise. But, um, mm. prior to that, again, I, I mean, last that, yeah, the last episode that we recorded, um, I, uh, was, had organized a, a game two nights later, I believe, or the following night, mm. but ended up coming down with a head cold. So couldn't go to that um wow. so yeah my my the fact that my last game was was Novacore um still stands which is pretty pretty embarrassing personally to be honest um yeah well you've had a lot going on you've been oh, moving yeah and changing jobs yeah, and stuff like that's, that but yeah but still like <laughs> it's just for me personally i'm like i need i need to get a game in um mm, i've got sure. uh, i've put together all of what i'm turning into my white company army i just need to get mm -hmm. them i just need to get bases for them uh i do have some some files to print off like to 3d print for bases um i do have that 3d printer that i won at house of war all those mm -hmm. months ago still sitting inside the box and I, I feel like it would just be so much easier if there was someone that i knew that had a 3d printer that i could just be like hey can you just print, print these this. for me just because it, like the 
<laughs> I have I'm so time poor at the moment that I just don't want to have yeah, to go through the rigmarole of setting up the 3D printer and getting all that all that done, which is something I've never never even considered looking at before. Exactly. So maybe I'll maybe I'll, I'll try that. But I, like because I want to start getting on the table, then I was like, shit, I can't actually play a game with these things until I put them on some kind of bases. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, fair enough. Um, let me just. Hey. No, just me, jo sorry, uh, just gotta, Joshy. Just got to change one of the settings on the video so it doesn't show. Um, here we go. Show none. Doesn't show Joshy boy. That's all right. Um, yeah, but apart from that, um, I've got. Um, oh, I stripped my blue wolf. Huh. Because, so I painted my blue wolf the night before, Burn City Brawl, last uh, last Burn City Brawl. Um, like literally at the venue while everyone was sitting, setting up around me. Um, you were painting? I painted it. Well, I helped set up, but I was on crutches. So I wasn't, yeah, yeah. Um, I wasn't, wasn't I, I wasn't that useful. Yeah. I was, um, I was sort of limping around the place. Uh, but I painted him in it. I just, it was just contrast job. It was a real rough job. And like, I was happy. I was probably 50% happy with it. Right. Um, but mm -hmm. I've cracked out the airbrush now. So I really, I, and this, I think it's, it's a nice model that I want to have a go over the airbrush with, uh, particularly some of the new contrast paints that have come out. There's like a really, really nice yellow in there that I'm, that I'm going to try out on, on the blue wolf once I, uh, yellow is brave. Yeah. Well, no, so it's the, the um, I've got it here. Just grab it. The, um, it's this, how does this work? Oh, look at that. It's yellow. Yeah, the contrast. Imperial Fist contrast paint. Nice. Um, and, um, and apparent... So, I don't know. Like, this is the marketing spiel. And this... Uh, <laughs> yeah. This podcast is definitely not sponsored by um, by Citadel, Citadel Contrast Paints or Games Workshop in any way. But um, I've really enjoyed using contrast paints. And they're probably some of my go-tos even to this day. Um, just a couple... Maybe a month ago, they released a new batch of like an extra 20 colors or something and one of the real yeah. well there was a couple of yellows in the original release that were okay there's like a couple of extra yellows now this one being one of them um that are apparently just phenomenal really really good coverage and really rich color um yeah. so i'm really keen to try that out um and using contrast paints through the airbrush as well is something that what I've heard is a real effective way to use them. So, um, very nice, very nice. Yeah, look, and uh, yeah, if it goes well for you, that's great. Um, yeah. So, and it's funny because I'm not even playing a faction that can use the blue wolf anymore, or and I don't really intend to play the faction that can use the blue wolf at any point in the future. But yeah. I just want to. I really love the model, so I'm happy to just just redo it. So I've stripped it down, for back sure. the metal, and um, and mm. we'll start again. Um, for sure. Um, I was just going to make mention on the on the Geelong event. Um, congratulations to Hector for taking it out. Um, he, he yeah he uh, I think he won with Corrigidor. Um, did very well keeping his um, yeah I guess keeping his uh, I guess reputation of uh, being a very strong tournament player. Um, big shout out. One thing I was going to say is that um, just before Josh joined, even I was going to say this is a big shout out for Josh because he carpooled like four Melbourne guys in. That was uh, that was a massive. That was a big effort. Massive. So effort. That was that was 
Yeah, that's like what that was like. I don't know, like twenty percent uh, of our play base. Uh, so that was awesome. Yeah, big big props to all the Melbourne guys who came down. There was because there was what fourteen players in the end. We had like eight from Melbourne and six from Geelong. So yeah, big big help there. So thank you very much. Um, and yeah, that no, was just a fucking it was an awesome event. Just seeing so many so many big toys. Um, I felt I felt pretty bad for Gerardo actually. Gerardo was one of the newest players in the Melbourne scene. I think. Um, and he was an absolute shark tank of 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 players. Like there was just very, some very experienced players around him, and yeah, he was just swimming upstream the whole time. But yeah, he did he did with a smile on his face. So that's, yeah, big. And he's yeah he's he's been real active on the uh, Infinity group chat as well. Um, so it's great to see. Yeah, he's a, good um, dude. a newer player good sort dude. of just jump into it and, and embrace yeah. the being part of the community as well. So. Ah, uh, for sure, for sure. Um, we we've already mentioned my recent games against NCA, so you've joined uh, too late, Trent. Um, so we'll just move straight along. Um, I know Trent always has is happy to have a chat about uh, all things uh, all things um, Panoceania. So, but um, Val, is there any sort of particular reason why you've decided to you want to go down the Imperial Service route to um? To BCB uh, at all, or Imperial Service is my first love, right? Uh, so I played Hakazan was my first faction. Then I, t- I dabbled with Shazvasti, and then I got Imperial Service, and they're my first love. But then I picked up Mo and Morat. But now I'm going back to Imperial Service to try and make them great again. Um, and it's a fucking battle, Jesus Christ! Like I said, it's been it's been tough. It's been tough. Um, we should we should just have a chat about Imperial Service and we should just get a, uh, a f- uh, two pairs of eyes on it and see what you think because we have very different play styles, I think, Nick. But um, hundred percent, yeah. And I think if I was playing, and I again, I haven't I haven't put the hours into even the theory crafting in Army mm-hmm. about like post Raven Eye. What does an Imperial Service Army look like right now that they've mm-hmm. got those more. Like the different so link links. teams with the the like the law and order dun dun link team and mm. um the uh as well as like the, yeah exactly the, well, i mean the law and order amazing harris options um as well as the lf support group alf support Dukinis yeah, yeah and option. um is it the danavas uh, hacker or yeah, the uh, yeah. um yeah well they can be whatever they want they can be um um yeah, they can they can have a Spitfire MSV two. They can have Hacker. They can have Sensor. They can have. Um, um, and that I mean, but I don't know. Again, again, like I say, I just haven't, I just haven't put the effort in because it's not a faction I'm interested in playing right now. Um, exactly. I yeah. haven't put the effort in to 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 really nail, nail it out. But I yeah. I feel like like my gut still tells me that um, Sujan duo is where I would probably land. Uh, mm, with one okay, one Spitfire, yeah. one uh, one heavy one shot, shot heavy, shot sh- heavy shotgun. Um, fair enough, fair enough. Because that, he- um, that... yeah, sorry, no, you go, you go. I was just gonna say that heavy shotgun with is it plus one burst, plus one damage? Yeah, plus one damage, plus one burst. It's, it's really strong. Just really frightening. Strong. It's gross. And uh, Rob Cantrell's running it, so it's obviously um, above the power curve. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I was also going to say, actually, um, what nights are you going to be able to get games in? Because I think House of War starting to pick up a little bit. Yeah, so because I've, I've I've moved house, I've sort of settled into my to my new spot, I, and I've got to start a new job, sort of settling into that as well. I still need to figure it out 
if I want to be playing Wednesday nights or Thursday nights. Like I can get one night a week, right? Um, yes. But if I do it Wednesdays or Thursdays, if it's Wednesdays, I go to Axe and Ales. If it's Thursdays, I go to House of War. Um, yeah, okay. And, and I love going to Axes and Ales. So maybe I will split, but like I also, I, I love going to Axes and Ales, but I love playing at House of War, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm. Me too. Um, Me too, to be honest. Because when we're, when you're playing it, particularly on Thursday night, when you're playing it House of War, it's it's all Infinity. Well, not all, but there's there's only like a couple of other games there. Last time I was there, yeah. actually, there was some guys playing Lord of the Rings, um, or like Middle Earth fantasy battle game, whatever they call it these days. And um, they had they were playing like the soundtrack from um, yeah from the Lord of the Rings <laughs> movies, so right? And I was like, no like joke. I, like my, I was, we were setting up the table and I like, I called out to him and like, like I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a small dude with my big beard. And I'm pretty confident as well, but in that type of scenario, I, could, I guess I could kind of see, seem to be somewhat intimidating, I guess, when, when you might not be the most, um, social type person, but I've called out to him yeah. like, like, Hey, are you guys playing the, uh, Lord of the Rings music? And they're like, yeah. And it's like, while you're playing Lord of the Rings and they're like, yeah. And I was like, man, that's awesome. Yeah, um, yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah, no. um, but like when I called I, out I, to well, them, they were—it's like they were like, "Oh no, someone's, someone's, someone's called us out." But um, trouble, I just yeah, thought it was—I yeah. just thought it was super cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, but yeah, but, um, but, but but mostly, like we're getting probably like four games happening there each week out at House of War, which is—I mean, really—that's about—that's the same number of games yeah. that are happening in Axes and Ales that are our Infinity. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, the, they're completely different the vibes. vibes. Much. Yeah, very different vibes. Uh, I guess Axe and Ales has got, kind of got a little bit of everything going on, but it doesn't feel like it's your cl- kind of click. It just feels like it's just like a place where there's like a lot going on. Like you don't feel like this is home. Whilst House of War, it feels like home. You're like, hey, this is our crew. This is our night sort of thing. It's kind of, it has that nice feeling. So it's, yeah, it's a bit of, it's definitely a toss up. But, uh, there's yeah, a little bit of a uh, difference between the two, I guess. But but anyway, um, I'd like to start getting into um, House of War a little bit more because it's not too bad for me. It's maybe 30 minutes mm. uh, on them three and takes me straight there. So it's actually not bad at all. Um, I'll probably, I want to line up Pete with a game um in the coming future so yeah you might see me there yeah uh, if you can make yeah. it as well well i think if i if i can't get a game in this week i'm 100 percent going to get a game in next week i don't know where yet yeah. I, don't, I don't know when i don't know where but i am when... going to play a game of infinity before the, end of, world the before the end of the month <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. No, it's good. Oh, jeez. Um, all right. Well, but yeah, that's pretty much it. That's uh, so just between the Geelong tournament uh, and some recent games against the NCA with my Imperial Service. Um, that's pretty much all I've uh, been up to, to be honest. Cool. Um, well, look, we might just do a quick roundup of the current challenges that we're running, as we do run our sure, monthly probably. and quarterly challenges. Um, the quarterly challenge is to convert something. Uh, so this is sort of inspired behind the more plastics that are coming into our game. Uh, so take something that you, uh, you'd like, but don't necessarily love and turn it yourself into something that you can bring to the table, uh, as part of a conversion. A guy posted on, um, the, just, I think it was earlier today, the, um, I was going to say WGC, but it's not the WGC anymore. It's international infinity global, infinity global, Global, Mm -hmm. uh, Facebook page with some Toha that had done up to look with like the double handed blade that, um, 
from World yeah. of Warcraft that yeah, um, awesome. what's that guy's name? The he was like the bad guy. Yeah, Illidan. 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 Yeah. Illidan with with he had like uh the mm-hmm. he was like the demon hunter. The speed dealers, yeah, yeah. the speed dealer um sunglasses, yeah. yeah. Um yeah, the Illidan blade thing, which is super mm-hmm. cool. Um looks amazing. So um Kev put it posted saying you should send these to the lost lieutenant guys to enter into their conversion competition. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, if whoever, you, whoever, whoever you are, if you listen to the podcast, definitely send it through. So, um, and there's been a few others, um, that we've, that we've had a couple of entries that have come through already. Um, just a f- nice little tweaks here and there. And that's all it needs to be. Nothing, nothing massive. If you want to go all in, go for it. But, um, we'll, we'll take most, we'll take almost anything. Um, when it comes to entries and then our monthly challenge at the moment for the month of August, um, which again, it's like week three of August, but this is actually the first recording we've done this one month. So we've barely even promoted it, unfortunately, but um, it is to use, write up a report, take some photos uh, and tell us your experience in using coordinated orders during a game. So last month we talked about hacking. Um, This month we're talking about coordinated orders. What we talk about next month, is yet to be determined, but we're something exciting, I'm sure. Mm. So, um, coordinated orders. The month of Julian. The month of Julian this month. Um, the coordinated orders. How's that? This is his. This is his go-to move. He was preaching this for the first six months oh, of the year. Yeah. So, like using coordinated orders to take uh, out and hard, pads, yeah. hard ARO pieces, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, I love it. Because they can only they can only shoot back at one of them, but they're going to be and That's so they'll, right. they'll be copping gonna... copping shots from all over the place. Yep, so, indeed, indeed. Yeah. Um, no, very viable strategy though. But yeah, I'm sure there's other ways to use uh, coordinators and we'll, I'm sure we'll hear, hear all about it. That's right. Um, but uh, what else was there? Um, so that's the challenges. Should we dive into the Black Wind? Let's go for it. So we had right. um, a couple of weeks ago, we had the Black Wind week, which was... Hmm. Um, Pretty exciting. I mean, coming up to each, basically each Gen Con, uh, CB will release a new two-player starter pack is what they've been doing for the past few years, and they're doing it again this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, it brings more factions into Code 1 as well as gets more more models in and sort of sort of just refreshes that whole two-player starter scene. So um, we had Blackwind Week where they went through Operation Blackwind, which is the next two-player starter pack, which uh, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you've already heard this before, right? It's Aleph yeah. versus Hak Islam. Um, so new pl- two-player starter pack comes with all that hard card terrain as well, which is mint. Love that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's really great to, to see that reskinned again. But personally, I think the real the real winner is gonna is the like the people who are playing and going to want to be playing those factions because uh i think there's some beautiful sculpts coming out in those in those releases what do you reckon val uh yeah the yeah i'm actually really curious to see what this will mean for code one in general as well now that the all the factions are in um the models that have come out are fucking awesome as yeah. well um there's been a lot of changes to army as a result of of that uh, coming out too, which is pretty cool. Yeah, um, so so we'll talk a bit about the army changes. We'll talk a bit about all these different stuff. We're not going to 
do a massive deep dive into Hak Islam and Aleph slash Steel Phalanx and um, uh, Assassin Baram. Um, just because really we're not experts on those on those factions. What we do have is a nice special trait, um, which is was. Like I said, how Kev is holding up this podcast, even though he's been away and will be away for like another two months. Um, he's, he's, he's keeping us above water because he uh, got a little, he got a bit of a chance to put some info together on his thoughts on um, Hassassins and uh, uh, Hack Islam changes that happened in Army. So Kev was like, yeah, I'll just put together a, a quick video. Manages to record a 30-minute segment. <laughs> Um, which he How sent, which, must he, his legs which he sent through to us. <laughs> and he's I like, assume he did it on the toilet, right? Like he like, had to do it on the toilet. How numb are your legs after like five minutes? It's like yeah, let alone thirty minutes. Yeah, I tried to be quick, but it ended up being thirty minutes. Just, just use this. So, um, because because <laughs> Val and I are the uh, ultimate showmen, neither of us have actually watched it, but we will. Um, if you're listening on the Podbean or like as a podcast we will splice that into the episode seamlessly because all of our editing happens seamlessly um if you're watching on youtube uh i will upload kev's 30 minute video as a separate video so you can reference that yourself um because i don't know how to edit videos basically um which i'll freely admit um but yeah uh so in terms of code one, code one's a funny one, and I would I would really love to get a bit more insight from CB as to like. If only we could ask one of if, the CB employees a question. Oh no, that's a secret. We can't talk about that. Um, what do you mean? I was just. Uh, it's a, sec just, it's just a secret. Thought. It's a secret, Kev. Shush. I just called you Kev. Val. It's a secret, Val. Yeah, Kev's, what you, Kev's. What's the secret? I'm, yeah. just, I'm just throwing out ideas. Well, I mean, yeah, Kev's in Kev's in Portugal right now, which is very close to Spain. Not... So Kev might be in Spain in the next week or two, and he might be somewhere in particular. But we're yelling. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I, was, I, I, was I know either. I, 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 mean, I barely know what the world map looks like. So, um, anyway. Um, Code one's an interesting one, and it's like I've, I've, uh, I think it's great that we've now basically got every major faction released in code one. But then, because the when code one came out, there was all the idea was that each round will have an extra two faction come out. But it was like okay, when that when that conversation was happening was like three years ago. Yep. We never really thought further ahead than that. It's like what happens then. After, what happens the year after you've got all the main factions in and we still don't know um well yeah i think well i think well the, whether code one's working or not i think cb are going to see it out until all factions are released then they're going to give it a year or two to see if it's actually being used and implemented if it's not then they're probably going to cut it um that's my feeling on it um i'd actually like to do a code one tournament to be honest i think it'd be fun um uh, I'll probably try to do that uh, later on in the year, just something casual, four games or, or even five games in a day, because uh, Code One's much quicker, or well, not much quicker, but it's it's a bit quicker than uh, Infinity. So a game of four four games in a day, I think that'd be something fun. And like you said, all the major factions are in. 
all the factions that matter and are relevant. So JSA didn't make the cut. Too bad, Josh. Uh, but aside from that, um, yeah, they're all in. Uh, so yeah, it's everyone should be able to play. So I reckon it'd be a good time. Look, I feel like um, they, if like if they if they did, like next year, if there was like JSA versus, I don't even know what there's because the, there's no other faction like JSA in that, or maybe Druze. I'm just like what I'm saying is that, like a faction that all the other in, all, all, no all the other. NA2 factions, you look at this faction and like you look at, for example, White Company, company. right? It is obviously they've taken, they've looked at the the models that come in Operation Caldstrom, been like, okay, you've got Yujing, you've got Pano, here, have a faction that can use most of these models. Oh, excuse me. Um, and there's a few, like there's a few other um, there's a few other NA two factions that are an obvious combination of two other existing factions, and it just yeah. so happens that those two existing factions have a same two player starter pack together, right? Um, so does that mean that what am I trying to say that? If they had JSA plus something else, I wouldn't be surprised because also JSA is just like a super, super popular faction, right? You cannot deny the fact that people love JSA as, as when they look, look, when they, when they look at the, when they look at ninjas and they look at samurai, like you get your fucking anime weebs who are like, yes, I love this shit. This is amazing. Um, it's true. It's true. But look, the way I look at JSA is this, it's quite simply, I use a football analogy. JSA are simply a, an academy for Kuangxi, right? It's just a matter of time until they all become Kuangxi, and that's all it is. That's all that fashion is. It's just, you know, it's like, you know, football clubs that have their under-18s, under-16 squads, it's the same thing. JSA are the academy for the Kuangxi, for the Imperial Service. That's it. That's all I see as. No, I'm just trying to talk to some strong trash um, while Josh is on the, on the line. That's um, all right. <laughs> No, uh, but um, no, actually, no. But but do you think having the all all eight factions of um in Code One, do you think it'll actually uh, it'll encourage people to use it, or you don't really have any thoughts on it? So my, I mean, my thoughts on Code One are that I have used Code One as a tool when introing new players. Um, has it has it been effect in in saying that? Like, I'm I'm sort of racking my brain about the past few players I brought into the game and i'm thinking like half of them don't play anymore and i'm not sure if i can think of at least one or two who never actually made the transition from code one mm. to n4 Dude. because i brought them in i'd introduced them into the code one environment and i'd started playing games of code one with them and then mm. they had but no one else is playing code one everybody's no playing one else n4 playing. that's a problem yeah so they're like okay now i want to get another game in um it's only you. how do i how do i do that like who's who, who, who can i play to play code one and and it's like yeah. and unless someone is willing to because it is a different game right it while while it's while the bones are there it's it's a very different game it plays very differently mm. um the the tactical depth is is not nearly as what nearly what we see when we're playing 
full and four rules. So, yeah, so yeah, for yeah. someone, so if, if you put your hand up and say, hey, guys, I want to play a game of Code 1, can someone come and play with me? An N4 player, if, if like me, if I can only get a game in once, once a week or once every two weeks, yeah, um, it might be hesitant. Then, then by me committing to that, it means I'm committing to not playing a game of N4. Right, but you are still coming to have fun, I guess. So yeah, I don't know. It depends how you look at it, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you, if you, and, but I mean, but you know. it's, yeah, it depends what your priorities are as well. A lot of the time when I'm getting reps in is because I'm trying, I'm trying to get good for an event. So if I was playing it, is if I was playing at BCB, and someone was like, "Can you show me how to play Code One?" I would not put my hand up for it because there is going to be no benefit to me in terms of. Um, Getting my head around my armies yeah, that I've that I've put together, the missions, how, the the type of armies I'm going to be playing against, all that sort of stuff is is not relevant. So it's so it's yeah. hard, right? Nah, it's yeah, it is, it is. But um, I don't know. I reckon yeah, but I'd like to do. I reckon it'd be interesting to see a whole bunch of experienced players playing Code One and doing an event and just see how just like getting four games in a day of Code One with all the new stuff. I reckon, I reckon it'd be interesting. Um. And yeah, I think we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll mm. watch the space, yeah. uh, listeners. Yeah, um, um, I mean, in terms, yeah, if, if it, in, I was just going to say, in terms of like the 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 notion of it being an on ramp for new players, now that all the major factions are present, it can definitely be that more than it could when right. there was only two or four, Previously. right? When it was only half. Exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, but yeah, if anyone has any um, hot takes on Code One, please uh, jump in our Patreon chat in the um i guess episode chat and just yeah throw out some uh throw out some ideas on how to utilize code one or experiences you've had i'd be very interested to hear to be honest yeah um and because i mean i mentioned i asked you just briefly before we started recording val which i wanted to bring up now again um with all the community building work that you've been doing out in geelong what role has code one played in that and you said very little uh well mainly getting people off the meth um no, sorry no that's really no but basically code one didn't play a role just simply because it's so i've said this before but effectively code one's the most difficult part about code one is it just takes one player not to have a code one faction for it not to be viable because everyone has to have code one so that means the merchant or the store you play at have to stock code one um and there and nothing and nothing but code one in terms of infinity products and or you have to coordinate the players who are getting into the game about what they buy, right? So it's really hard. So as soon as somebody buys, yeah, but I mean, like a, pl a player getting into the game, if they do follow the code one purchases, are not going to be making any mistakes in what they buy, because they get all the good no. troops, they get all the, they get remotes, they get a tag, they get all the stuff that you're gonna, you are gonna use when you're playing for. Yeah. But what I'm saying is if there's code one uh, starter, code one starter, code one starter, Morat starter, Onyx starter, there's not a mm. JSA starter. There's nothing stopping somebody going, oh, I want to play Morats. Oh, I want to play JSA. Oh, I want to play Onyx, right? Because at the end of the day, it's their choice, right? And if they pick up one of those boxes, then unfortunately they can't play code one. So therefore I can't demo them in code one. Yep. So okay. I, that, I understand, that's kind of, I understand that's what kind of, you mean. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what I mean. So, but, um, but look, I... Anyway, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what comes of it. Um, and yeah, I, I'm still. I'm still interested because it's yeah, it's a different. If it's a different game, but I think it's still got some depth and it's got some variety on, um, N4, um, the full rule set. So 
we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, what about the minis? What do you reckon of the minis? I love them. The... I honestly, I think this is the from a from a sculpt and miniature perspective. I think this is w one of the. I reckon it's no. I will say it. In my opinion, it is the strongest um, two player starter pack. Really, there is not a single model in there that I dislike. Huh. I love I love them all. That's huge. Um, the like the Daylami. I like the there's the three Daylami sculpts. I think they're all awesome. There's that bald guy yeah, who looks like um, looks like that dude from Empire Strikes oh. Back. Oh, um, there's the uh, the 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 lady who looks like a um, a working mum with her um, <laughs> with her tactical headset and and. Um, yeah. the Panzerfaust, the uh, shoulder-slung Panzerfaust, it's like, doesn't have the tube sticking on it. Um, what's the, what, what's the word? Co compacted? Compounded? Um, I don't know. But it looks like, like it's folded, fo folded down. No, no, it's like the, she has to attach the, uh, or yeah. like pull out the section that's uh, yeah, on yeah, it. Ah, yeah, yeah, Um, that looks awesome. The drop tubes, the hoplite. Uh, looks amazing. I love the little shields, oh, yeah. the Thoracotai. I love those little oh, shields. Yeah, that's um, mad, isn't it? I think yeah. I think they're they're just super cute. Um, yeah, I love it. I'm, I'm I love it. Like and and because I don't personally, I don't really have any interest in either of these factions. But like just looking at the models, I'm like, okay, now I like both of them. Yeah, no, they're they're, they're absolutely fantastic, aren't they? Um, the if you had to pick a winner. Between the factions, like which, which one? Well, I yeah, like which one's got the better models? Yeah, which one's got the better models? I don't. I I like them both, and I I love. Uh, I don't just like them both. I love them both. I think they. Yeah, okay. I think they're both ten out of ten. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's the um ALF. I reckon ALF won out a little bit. Um, I think the the Greeks just look. They're gonna look fantastic. But yeah, the th yeah the the Rakatai's. They got the little helmets, the shields, the dynamic uh, running dude. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's all very good. Yeah, um, that's, that's the other thing as well. Like, there's a lot of dynamic poses. Um, different. Sure, there's a few like tactical rocks and that sort of thing in there. But without those, it makes it hard to make an interesting looking um, sculpt. Um, but yeah, there's some like really dynamic poses. You can you look at a model and you're like, yeah, this guy's doing something, and I can like see what that thing is that it's trying to do. Um, but no, I love them. Uh, it's gonna be good. Uh, it's gonna, oh, man, it's gonna be a lot more Aleph and uh, Hak Islam on the tables, which is gonna be interesting because every every time, um, basically every time I play against Aleph, uh, I realize I'm like, I don't know if this game is as balanced as I think it is. I swear to God, every time I play against Aleph, I'm like, Jesus, you get this and that and this. And it cost that. Anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know. Aleph just yeah, but they did get the the nerf to the nerf bat has come down on the on their net rods. So that's that's a good thing. Uh, interesting. Yeah, net rods went up in price. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where's it gone? Mm -hmm. Uh, to six points. Oh, look out! That's it. It's gonna like break a, the bank. Yeah, I mean it will. I mean, it will definitely mean that practically everybody who's written an army will have to change it because everybody takes them. Yeah, um, suckers. So, it's like, 
what a psych <laughs> it's tricky um but yeah i like did, was there anything else you want to talk about in terms of the black wind box or release itself before we go into talking the lady about, of troy of course um, oh uh, my god yeah yeah oh, what um what a mama yeah hey. yeah we got we got loads of we got plenty of people simping for hellion of troy i'll tell you what um, <laughs> johnny bravo yeah uh, reminds me of my uh, johnny bravo days when i was used to watch that show like, hey there mama <laughs> um hey there mama. yes uh, very, no it's uh yeah very powerful it's all good very powerful fires yeah, yeah, very indeed. Um, no, but basically, start getting, um, start preparing for impersonators again because Haka's Lime is going to have a resurgence and people are going to be running days for days again. So, for days for days, uh, get ready. yeah, get ready for that, uh, guys. Uh, the time's upon us, and Achilles, Achilles, um, Achilles was going to be on the table more often as well. Coming down the flank with his Spitfire. Yeah, but um, no more, uh, no more fire team good friends. Oh no! Because uh, Patroclus has uh, bit the dust, as, along with a number yeah, of other, um, along with a number of other named heroes and case, yeah. yeah from um, that uh, were previously available in. Steel Phalanx um, to, I guess, free up the roster, I suppose. Um, I mean, but like the only time I ever saw Patroclus was when I was playing against Jacob and he had Ryan used Patroclus quite a bit. He'd gone out of his way to get four different Achilles sculpts so that he could, (laughs) so that he could do the duo with four of them. Uh, Jacob, amazing. And then, and then be like, yeah, and I don't have to tell you which one's the real one. I'm just like, yes, you do. You have to put a, you have to put a hollow mask or hell, you have to put a hollow echo marker down the ones that are not the real ones. Um, yeah. But I reckon I had that same argument with him like three times. Um, no. Um, uh, Ryan used Patrick quite well, actually. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Ryan used him quite well. He, he, he'd like, Whole projection was a Decanian thing, and just all sorts of wild shit, and just like and fuck around with these points so you can hide hide things as well. He he's pretty cleverly, mm. so I'm sure, I think I suspect he'll miss him. But aside from that, they got a tag, see, mate. They see, got a like, tag. Like, they got the new heavy infantry. You, you, they got they kind of just before, like just on hollow, um, hollow projector, right? And hollow echoes, and I mean hollow mask as well. Um, using it to like hide your points doesn't do anything when you come up to against a player like me who barely knows what things are, are, are worth points wise right or what, what um, what's in that faction absolutely yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's a it's a weird to it's a weird strength to have I've been using Imperial service and I'm like I play Gareth my mate who's not played the game for ages I'm like oh I've got this and I look at him I'm like I'm waiting for a reaction he just like blinks at me I'm so, like oh, okay he has no idea what's going on <laughs> exactly I'm like, Here's the... I'm like I put two sun on the table I'm like ha I didn't see that coming did you he's like and he just like blinks at me I'm like I can only have one and it's a name character he's like oh okay oh okay <laughs> yeah like, and he has yeah. to be my lieutenant he's like oh okay so yeah. I don't know who your lieutenant is I'm like no you don't and I'm like okay cool well I, uh-huh. I don't care i'm like fucking hell like all that effort all that list building all that you know uh getting the two models uh two of the same models uh, yeah. so when 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 your when your ruse is so elaborate and complex you have to explain <laughs> yeah, it. No. you have to explain it to your opponent <laughs> before uh, they even understand what's it. happening 
It's like that serial mur- uh, serial killer who had to turn himself in because he was sick of the incompetence of the police. Yeah, uh, not be able to find him. He's like, I've been on the run for twenty four years. I'm sick of this. <laughs> I'm turning myself in. You guys are too dumb to catch me. Um, so yeah, something like that. But um, but yeah, besides that, um, sorry, we were going to you, you started talking about uh, the Steel Phalanx tag Agamemnon. Yeah, so in fact, the one thing I, I don't play Steel Phalanx, um, but my little bit of insight on them is the fact that I remember they did not have any HMGs, or it was very hard to get a HMG. Um, between the new heavy infantry and their tag, they've got access to HMGs, uh, which is an interesting change. Uh, so we'll see how that pans out. But mm. the tag itself, pretty cheap tag, man. Like, what, 60 points for... Uh, it's Armour 6, BTS 6, but... Yeah, it's a cheap tag. Yeah, 62, fucking, yeah. 62, point, 62 points, 1.5 SWC. Um, just looking at it now, the I mean, ECM hacking, neg three, mint. Yep. Um, as well as ECM guided, neg six. So that's mm-hmm. like the hacking, um, uh, extra hacking. Uh, Not that guided the problem. There is great. Um, but looking at like there's three different profiles, right? You've got a HMG with a heavy flamethrower. Mm-hmm. Uh, AP Spitfire with heavy flamethrower, or then AP Spitfire, heavy flamethrower as an LT, and all three of them have the same SWC, same points cost. Uh, so it's interesting that perfectly um, balanced. Yeah, perfectly balanced as everything should be. Um, as all things should be. And uh, I mean, long. I'm a big fan of the AP Spitfire as a gun. So, um, but like you say, if you're in a mm-hmm. faction that that traditionally didn't have amazing um yeah access to to that longer range firepower maybe that's the way that you go um personally and it's interesting how it's not the lieutenant option the lieutenant option is um the spitfire the ap spitfire yeah um but then also the heavy flamethrower has got plus one burst so you drop in drop in fat templates all over the place Mm. Yep, yep. No, it's pretty. It's pretty cool. Um, the BS fourteen as well um, with uh, sustenance uh, with three uh, three structure means the like he can he can he can break your their their the enemy arrow pieces so you, you can get up the table. I'd be curious how steel phalanx are to play as a faction. I don't think they'd be easy um, to play with. To play, to be honest. Yeah, and, and like I mean, sixty two points as well. Sorry. That's that's not expensive. That's a cheap. That's a cheap tag. That's um, cheap. And he's still tag. got still got three structure. Still got decent guns. I mean, HMG is not amazing because it's got no ammo types. But I am gravitating towards the AP Spitfire um, on a BS14 platform. Is is not to be stiffed at. I wonder if they're going to be auto starved. Um, the uh, the oh, sorry, I uh, wonder if they're going to be SWC starved when you start building the list. Um, the fashion, I'm not too sure. Hmm. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't just, yeah, I haven't played them at all, so yeah, I'm not too sure, but no, that's yeah, right. I'm sure you, but you, you're gonna want to run Achilles, you're gonna want to run uh, Ajax. By the way, the Ajax models are fucking bitch to get up at the moment. Um, everyone's everyone, oh, there's a couple of players that I know that are trying to get it and they just can't. Did, I think did Josh it... might be one of them. Was, did it have its own release, or because I remember it was in the the old Steel Phalanx um, three hundred point army box that you could buy? Oh, that's probably five why five years ago. Or did it come uh, out by itself as well? Why. Yeah, I don't think it did. I think you might be onto something. I think it might be part of the box. 
no, that might I, be know, I remember it definitely was part of the box, but um, yeah. No, no, yeah. no, no. I've just googled. I've just looked it up on the web store on CB Web Store. You could buy him by himself. Yeah. Oh, is he by himself? Yeah. Oh, okay. Nice. Uh, well, then maybe I'm just talking shit. Yeah. Um, but I mean, <clears throat> if he was to get a resculpt, like, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. And oh, I've got a hot take. Yeah, man. Let's hear it. Uh, effectively, any time somebody fights Achilles version two, the heavy infantry one. Yeah. Um. So the the heavy armor one. I say throw your walker at him, turn one, and make him frenzy. Then he loses his cover, and then he's shit. Anyway, that's my hot take. Can he go in a link? Yeah, I'm sure he can. Um, but actually, yes, he can. But the, but the 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 point is, um, then he has to go in a link, and then it's just much more awkward. Because he's a pretty, he's a very strong solo piece. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's a he's a big strong solo piece. So actually, I'm having a look now. Um, Sorry, I'm, I'm looking at the fight team charts he... myself as well. Um, I don't think he can go. No, there I don't you think go. he can. I've just, uh, I've just, I've just broken yeah. the game. I've just broken the faction. Um, without, without one. That's take. an interesting, interesting point. But so you, uh, but then your opponent just, just dodges, right? Because he's dodging. Well, on, he's dodging on. Fifteens, yeah. fifteens or whatever. Yeah, well, you throw something at him. But the point is, yeah, you get him, give him a kill early, so that way he can't be as, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, he becomes a bit more it, vulnerable. Yeah, it makes him, makes him. Makes him more vulnerable, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, besides that, um, the, I think there was one new profile added to. Oh, I think two new profiles added to um, Still Valleys. The Makai, Makai, uh, the third from the bottom. If you're having a look, they're just a good gunfighter where they got MSV one and B and Mimtism three with BS thirteen, um, and they've got NCO there as well. So um, they're also a good gunfighting platform. Um, for me, they got Red Fury, Missile Launcher, Shock Marksman, and Break Combi with the specialist option. Um, again, 1.5 SWC, so they're paying a lot of points for it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Um, that's interesting. And they got a Pandora, so they got the ability to throw out some pitches, which is very much on the nose in the current meta. Um, so, I think hacking is, I guess everyone has to have some access to hacking. And then. The hoplite, the heavy infantry dudes. Yep. Natural total immunity. Armor three, but total immunity. What do you reckon of that? Um, sorry, I'm just bringing up the profile so I can have a bit of a look at it. Hoplites, here we go. Armor three with total immunity. I think that's great. That's really yeah, strong. I mean, then yeah, and they're not too expensive. They're not particularly they're cheap. The I mean, side. he's got ECM hacker as well. Again, ECM hacking popped in there. Yeah, and what, that's the main help. And what link teams something. do they go in there to? They go into a Steel Phalanx team. Mm. So, hmm. but the fact that you know most heavy infantry have um that are uh, have that four uh, armor, sorry, four armor. These guys have only three, but they get the total uh, immunity. So I it, guess yeah, it's kind of like oh, I don't know, it's a tricky one. Yeah, so I mean, something's got four armor that's getting hit by AP goes down to two anyway. This is three, yeah, and it's but, always going to be three. Yeah, of course. Um, I don't know. Just interesting. Uh, just a point of difference, I guess. Uh, yeah. they, they've worked into it, which is pretty cool. I think the model uh, looks awesome. Oh yeah, man, the models. So I like his. I like yeah. his helmet. 
like his shield. It's all, it's all good. I just like, I just like what he's doing. It's all, all good that model. Um, but yeah, uh, we got some notes from Kevin on turn. Uh, do you have anything else to say about Look, the still values? No, and and what I reckon we do is just like completely gloss over hack Islam unless you've got any of your any of your own thoughts because I'm just gonna I'm just gonna add Kev's video to the end of the into the end of the episode. Ah, uh, true that. So true that. Um, no, yeah, right. Um, I don't really have any thoughts outside from what I've read of Kevin's on the Hark Islam front. So uh, uh, stay tuned for that. I think yeah, he'll yeah. do a good coverage. Hang around for uh, the but... uh, for the end of the episode, and uh, you can listen to Kev wax lyrical while on the toilet about <laughs> Assassin Baram. What about the Sunduck butt? Uh, that one we can touch on. That's the Transformer uh, bot. Yeah, got. I think it's I, like that, when I when that I was a meme. Yeah, when meme. I when I initially saw the uh like the concept for it, I was like, okay, this is going to be just like the the long yarn for for white banner. Ah, uh, yes. And then yeah. then the profile came out. I'm like, no, this is not like this is what the this is what when the when the long yarn goes to bed at night, this is what it dreams it was, sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. The the yeah the point difference is pretty. Stark though, isn't it? It's like it's uh, between the uh, long yard and this thing, but it is. Oh yeah, yeah. Some sun duck butt. Some the dick butt. The dick butt. But um, is is like his spano, but like you can see why is is really quite impressive. Um, two two wounds. Uh, that decoy as well. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and some really interesting profiles things yeah. things like uh things like neurocinetics on on some of these profiles as well which is not something that we've really seen very very much of um Burst. so like way back in burst two and aro it's gonna be nasty boy backs a burst two aren't they yep i think but what about the plus one burst viral rifle and chain rifle? Plus viral rifle plus one burst, chain rifle plus and one chain burst, rifle. shock mine and mine layer. That's very nice. So he's going to be putting down because he's got the decoy as well. So he's going to be putting down three um, mm-hmm. uh, tokens. That's um. It's pretty cool, but you and you can get it the neurocinetics, or you can get it the active uh, pace one as the, well. Which yeah, is, so the, but cool. the yeah, so the viral rifle, that viral rifle with the mind layer and shock mines does not have a neurocinetics option. It does the second from the bottom. Yeah, but it's only, it doesn't have extra burst. It doesn't have the shock mine. Doesn't yeah, have but, extra. Yeah. Oh wait, no, it's got neurocinetics possible. It does burst, yeah, but yeah, it doesn't have it. It drops the mines. Yeah, yeah, it does. But but it's it's interesting because I think I think what's really cool about it, um, we'll see how it plays out. But Hak Islam always have that skirmish midfield of camo markers and often the Dale armies, and you can always guarantee that they they Dale armies often, right? Or you previously you could. But now this is going to change it up. Yeah, this is going to this is going to make soft, it soft, heavy. Yeah, but also but there's a decoy there as well, so you can put, exactly. you can make an even greater ARO. Th- like a ARO bluff threat. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're not going to be one of, you're not going to be, you're not going to, not that you want to walk in front of Daylami, Panzer Faust either, but they're yeah. sort of cheap throw away. 
this type of thing, BS 13 as well, that's as good as it gets for Hark Islam. And mm-hmm. um, plus one damage, BS attack plus one damage. Every Like everything I'm looking at here, I love. The only thing that sort of scares me is the price tag. But it is from from what I understand about assassins, it's like they don't have a huge amount of stuff that fills that high end price that bracket cost, anyway. Yeah, so exactly. um, I think it's really cute that it transforms into a box as well. I think that's great. <laughs> it's so fucking, it's so fucking cool. Uh, it's so good. Um, so no, I, I think I think it's just, but it's also like it's it's a unique profile across the game. Like there's not a profile like it. So I think that's exciting in its own in its own sense. Mm. Uh, be, between the decoy, the the decoy, the camouflage, and the neurosynetics, I think that's that's super. We've not seen that combination yeah. of. I mean, uh, like it is it is on the AVA one, but I mean it's it's so expensive. You're not gonna you wouldn't want to take more than one. Um, but it'd be interesting to see which one of these profiles starts to get the most play as well. Do you do you use it as an active piece, or do you go neurosynetics and just purely ARO? Yeah. Based? 50 points is a lot to put into ARO, right? Into an ARO presence. I don't know. I, I, put off, I mean, for one, yeah, one into one piece of ARO, but it's got two wounds. It's, it's one heavy, piece, it's yeah, heavy sorry, infantry, man. though, right? It's I mean, heavy it's the infantry, same. Yeah, sure. That's the same price as um, the other thing with neurosynetics that I that comes to mind, which is the for Yujing, the... Um, Yan Huo. yeah. They're, they're in that sort of mid 50s price range as well so yeah but this can kind of pick its fight the yan how can't that's true so there's yeah but but but, but yeah how's bs 15 and we could make comparisons for days but but yeah i get what you're saying i thought you're, you're it was right. BS, bs 14 but um yeah, bs 14 yeah it's slightly sorry the yan was slightly cheaper it's mid mid to high 40s depending on which profile you take mm. so so this thing, but it, I mean, it's you can see why it's more expensive because look at that, look at that loadout. There's so much going on. Yeah, that, um, and I really like and it. The skill set as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm a big fan. I think I think it's cool. Um, one point five SWC is a lot, but yeah. Anyway, um, I thought that was that was very no, very no, fun. The, the longer fun. I look at it, the longer I'm I'm leaning towards neurosynetics plus one burst viral rifle chain rifle. Yeah. And yeah, and exactly. and was... you put him on. Uh, you use you put the decoy like you put your, um, uh, you put your Daylami on rooftops. You put your decoy on a rooftop. You put the the actual um, dick butt on the ground level, covering a tight fire lane. Um, because yep. he doesn't have because you don't want to be shooting at long range. You want to be shooting at, um sort of close range which can either be if it's if it's out of eight then you hit him with or or something that's like a bear right bears are going to hate this right because bear, vi- yeah. viral rifle goodbye um as opposed to but then anything else that comes even closer hit him with two chain rifles yep. in aro exactly um yeah and he just gets too close yeah it's just um, the and then you can you can stack it with like if you play in vanilla i think hackers Lam have a hidden deployment um not to fire-esque model now as well so i think yeah i think there's just i'm pretty sure they do 
um from memory but yeah so you and you can combine uh, combo with a bunch of things it's yeah i think i think it's it's cool i think it's yeah it's uh i think it's a very very interesting addition to hockey Lam. so good for them i don't want to play them i'm not tempted at all i can resist um can, can i'm you? definitely tempted I'm tempted. No, I'm, I'm tempted. tempted I'm tempted, and I haven't been tempted by anything in a, in a, in a long time. Um, yeah. So I am I am tempted by by assassins. Yeah. So we'll see, we'll see what happens with that. Um, oh, shit. My my laptop's about to we're gonna die. So let me just quickly okay. grab I'll, my charger. Yeah, I'll just pause. I'll, one I'll just pause the recording yes. then while we mm-hmm. work on some of these technical issues, and we'll be right back. We're back. Okay, yeah, so we're back. Um, thank you uh, for staying with us. So that probably wraps up everything that we wanted to talk about in direct relation to to Blackwind. Um, like I said, Kev has gone out of his way and put together his own bit of content, which we will be adding on to the end of the episode. So stay around at the end to uh, to see that. And if you're on youtube i'll be uploading that separately as its own uh, as its own video as well but sort of sneaking in under the radar with the uh blackwind update was also something that took a lot of people by surprise was like a little stealth army update where there was a bit of a, a bit of balancing a bit of balance a bit of balancing happened a bit of balancing a bit of balancing um we saw after some very um, aggressive memeing on crit posting, and we know that CB are part of the crit posting group because every now and then Heloise or Obostria uh, will will like or react or or comment on uh, on some of the posts there. So we know they're there and they must be listening because um, old uh, old top dog avatar went from wait let me bring up the change log so i can have i can be accurate here he went from 122 points up to 126 and uh the increase from two and a half to three swc mm-hmm. which um that ta- uh, sort of paired with imatrons going from f- up going up from four to six points right Mm -hmm. that means you are paying one two three four another eight points and half an swc more for the same army than you were the day before uh uh, his cost of his loadouts went from 114 and 118 220 226 yeah but you would only take the 126 one right okay you don't he went from yeah 118 you don't take the cheaper one yeah okay so he went up eight points effectively Uh, 118 to one. Oh yeah, eight. I can't even fucking count. Um, eight plus four is twelve. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Quick math. Um, so yeah, the same army before now costs an extra twelve points and half an SWC. That's big, right? Twelve points is a lot yeah. of points. When you're yep. when if you're if you're playing around an army and you land on three hundred and twelve points, you've made a big mistake. You did. You've you've added one too many fusiliers. Yeah, that's right. But it's interesting. So there's two things I want to say. This. Yep. First, I have to eat humble pie because 
I always say CBL right, and uh, well, actually, no, CBR right. They know their game, so this change is obviously needed. But that means my hot takes on Avatar being perfectly balanced were wrong. There you go. I was wrong. Here, there you go. I was. I said it. I was. I wrong. mean, uh, so so not... in the individual, the <clears throat> the Avatar in isolation is the single most powerful model in infinity right that you can't argue against that there is no other model that 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 can compare really no i would say not even not even close it has so many uh so many gears that turn in its that it turns up to the absolute maximum right um after this change all of that is still true right it just costs more. And as someone who, and as someone who doesn't play an avatar and has uh as far as I can remember never actually won a game against an avatar, I'm totally okay with this. Yeah. Um no that that's oh it, it's fine. Um the other thing though is the way it's come about though was from a targeted campaign strategy. No, that's post. not no. It's it's <laughs> like you're 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 mistaking um causality and coincidence, right? It just so happened think that po the post a deeper the, underlying truth no, to Nietzsche's uh, words of the will to power. It just it <laughs> this just, is the will this is the will to power. It just play it here, just Nick. so happened that um there was a massive meme drive post Nova Core <laughs> saying that avatar is op but then so like i mean we talked about this last time but it's sort of it's sort of come full circle now because um the australians were saying that avatar is op uh the americans were saying that um australians are terrible because they think avatar is op uh then australians were saying that um americans are just living in the past because nobody's running avatars and it just got it got pretty nasty. They ended up turning on, which I was. I, this really irked me. I don't make a huge number of memes, but when I post them, I like them to go up straight away because I like to see the likes well, come in. I, I need that, that gratification reward. of people. I, I love. The, I need to see how many reacts it's gotten. And the fact that the crypt posting admin decided that this has gone too far and turned on um, post approval, I was like. This is this is not right. Pretty funny. Um, pretty funny. Yeah, uh, so, it's pretty funny. So that he, he got did, there, but but, um, but it's but, okay. It's come <clears throat> it's come back around. They have decided to make crit posting great again and turned off the. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. they've turned off the 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 post restrictions. So now you can post anything. Um, but then no, for it to then been, come been... then come back around like then like stacked onto these it all died down right and then out of the blue this uh this avatar i don't want to call it a nerf because the avatar has not been it's nerfed it's, it's just been made more expensive yeah but yeah but that's a nerf that's a nerf is it but anyway yeah yeah cheap is good expensive not good okay so, yeah anyway we're still are we, yeah. are we still going to see it i think so can you still 100%. can you can you make an avatar list 12 points cheaper probably um so just do that i'm sure you can just I'm take sure something out of the group, second group. No There's nothing. No uh, one's doing anything in the second group anyway. Just drop something out of that. You don't need 15. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. 
the the no, but it's it just yeah, that that was that was funny though. That the, all the memes that came out of it was it was, it was great. Like like after it was just the cool the timing from CB. It was just like it was it was yeah, it was funny. But um, but yeah, so that that's that 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 change that change has come. Obviously, the other change that we mentioned was the uh, the net rod change. Uh, the fact net rods and immatrons are both up to six points, which is interesting because in N three this wouldn't. This wouldn't matter. It'd still be worth it, probably. But in a 15-order uh, format, they're, they're really hard to justify now. So, you think oh, so? at least I, su- I, yeah, I guess six they're... points when the other, the next thing you compare it to it is a seven-point flash pulse bot, right? Exactly. That's um, what I'm saying, yeah. But when, you, when you're making avatar lists, you probably want to take both um, just to keep the points cost down. So yeah, exactly right. You're probably taking both anyway with with uh, with that. Um, but um, yeah, look, nothing. It's not a massive. Yeah, that was. It was just. I think that was that was the main change that kind of got people's attentions. There was obviously a lot of changes to Huck Islam and um Steel Phalanx, which we kind of covered anyway, uh, to some existing profiles. But we're probably not going to yeah. go into that. But so the, Im- uh, Imidrons and was it Imidrons? Is that was it? Yeah, Imidrons, Imidrons the, and and Net Rods, right? That's right. There's still regular orders that are always going to be regular because they're veteran, right? Mm-hmm. So, is that worth? Now that's a strength. That's is that a strength. is yeah. that worth six points? One hundred percent. That's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I think that is pretty cool. Uh, Mike Mara being added to uh, Assassin's Baran is pretty interesting as well. That's spicy. That's a that's a cool addition. Oh yeah, them. yeah. That's, I think I think yeah, yeah. I agree. Very cool. Very cool. Um, is I feel I don't know I feel like it almost leans towards the realm of an auto include. I don't know how, how assassins well. I, I don't know them but well guess, enough either, but it just, I just get that feeling because whenever I look at when well, I mean whenever I look at Corregidor, he's like an auto include there. Um, so good I've, luck getting the models, suckers. What's well, hard to find or? I suspect. I, I, I wonder if it's actually because I know all the um, all the uh, Scots and stuff are hard to get. Aradna, so or most of them, some like all the old Cameronian sculpts. I don't, uh, maybe McMurray's still in production. I'm not actually too sure about that one. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think that'll be interesting because that's a very much frontal attack vector for the fashion. So between the Fides and the Mara, that's, that's that's pretty nasty. Um, yeah, he's cool. still in production. He's still like I'm just checked again. I've just checked the web, st- the the CB official web store, and you can buy him. Yeah. yeah. So Josh is saying there's a box of Galwegians in my games. Yeah, yeah, that, that's 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 pretty rare actually. Those Galwegians. Um, hmm. um, mine games. But yeah, try to get the, getting the starter and stuff for the Scots is getting harder and harder mm. from all the, from what my understanding. Yeah. Um, the other thing I was going to say is, uh, what do you well, want to talk about? Well, CB. Was, um, was there anything yeah. else that happened in? We've got the change log open yeah. for Army. Was there anything else that um that happened that's worth that's worth talking about? Um, um we've we've touched I mean, on because we don't Patrick want to talk about. Yeah, we've, talk, we've talked a little bit about yeah. Steel Phalanx. We don't want to talk about um assassins too much to rain on Kevin's parade. Um. Mm. 
Nah, oh yeah, Law Keepers, really. the side bot has a heavy right stopper instead of a light right stopper. That's a nice buff without yeah. um, any uh, points increase. That's great. Um, Nomads, the old Zoe loadout with a synchronized Pywell remains, but two new loadouts appear. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Nothing from me. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, I, we can move on to that next bit that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, I was going to say, the last two things I think we, we can cover is basically the CB replying to your tier list. Oh, that's right. Uh, so, as I'm sure many of you are aware, a couple of months ago now, uh, Rob Cantrell, uh, famous Infinity Australia player, uh, and myself put together a full faction tier list post-Raven Eye. It was like the week that the Raven Eye update happened. So uh, it was all very fresh um, and very much our opinions. Um, well, value, while you say it's in response to that, I, I don't think that, again, I don't think this, the two are in fact related, but CB in their Gen Con seminar gave us some actual uh, actual info around uh, sorting the N4 armies by popularity for, for starters. And then the second one, which was a nice little list, is the list of the top, where is it? By efficiency, yeah. Top 10 uh, by efficiency. So it's like, yeah, um, I guess wins and stuff like that. Success. So, uh, yeah, I guess it's like win-loss. Mm -hmm. But it would also take into, into account the number of people that are playing those factions. So it's like a win-loss percentage type thing. Um, yeah. So two in, really interesting bits of data that... Um, that they've, that they've brought out here. We'll just do like quickly go through some of these ones in the popularity section. Oh, you want to do popularity first? first? Yeah, yeah we do popularity. I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah number cool. one, vanilla combined. <laughs> so <laughs> the number one most Makes popular sense. faction, that, uh, that, that super expensive tag just got more expensive. Enjoy. Um, Shazvasti is number two. And then military orders is number three. Um, yeah. Well, they got all the new stuff, right? They're just the new models. They're just awesome. That's true. They do. They did get that that new um, release not too long ago. Yeah, like last year. It was last year. Um, so it was, yeah, it this long. next one I found was really interesting. Coming in number four in terms of popularity is Toha. Yeah, that's bewildering. For yeah, starters, like right, half of the Toha line has gone out of print, right? Not all, not all of it, but a whole bunch of Toha stuff you can't even get anymore. Yeah. Um, I feel like here in Melbourne, so, we like we never see them anymore. Sergey, yeah, Sergey, but I couldn't name another Sergei. player. Uh, sorry, Julian has recently um, is starting to play Toha. I guess his check out his um, check out Julian's Instagram, J Julian, right, Julian J Hobby. I always, I always call it like on the chat. I always say Julian J Jobby, and I'm never going to stop. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Um, but Jul if... Julian J Hobby, check out his um, what he's done with his Toha because they look fantastic. Um, which is just, I think he might have. I'm not sure if he's 100% finished, but he's very, very well would be close to. Um, mm. Ending up, yeah, ending up his Toha. So he's awesome, man. But um, like. I don't know, that I've just found that really surprising personally for Toha to be mm. that high up in the popularity. Yeah, it's weird. It is a weird one. Um, 
yeah, I, I'm not sure at all, to be honest. Hassan Baram is up, up there as well. Um, Corregidor, they're, they're pretty... Corregidor makes sense to me. J- JSA as a top one makes sense to me. O- yeah, tw- I feel like... Oh, that's interesting, actually. Yeah, I feel like huh. that... Like They the, have the new models. Well, O12 was like the first N4 two-player starter, or was that N3 yeah. still when it was uh, O12 uh, and Chaz Vasti? Was that, was that still N3 or was that in N4? Anyway, I f- yeah. feel like that's still a layover from that because a lot of people bought in at that point. Um, mm-hmm. IA, Nomad, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there there are some ones here that are surprising me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, one surprising more outs aren't higher. I guess it hasn't had the chance to. I guess the new stuff's really new, so that I was think it's happening. Yeah, and yeah. also we do, we don't really know the exact time frame for the from which this data has been correlated. Exactly. Um, so it could it could be this is all of N four, right? Yeah, which has literally yeah. been three years. Um. Mm-hmm. That's which is which. Even saying that out loud blows me away that it's been that long since we've been playing N four. But I guess we've been through a yeah, pandemic, that's, and that that's sort of warped everyone's sense of uh, sense of the passage mm-hmm. of time. Um, Can't believe Kevin's more of a hipster than no, I am. I know, I know, right? It's because we've got Starko, Starko right at the bottom, Starko right at the, right bottom, bottom. the bottom, very last Starko. Um, I guess like, and this is what something that Kev said was that um, Starko has kind of. They've had some sort of, I guess, bad press. Really, is is the way that you would describe it. In that, coming out of N three, they were sort of looked at as the the Emily Handelman faction. If you want to spec fire EM yeah. grenades, then you you play Starco and be that. If you guy. want to play forty k in Infinity, yeah. <laughs> um, but as Kev will tell you, that's you don't have to play that way. Um, I mean, and in particularly post, um, post Raven Eye, that's not what they are anymore at all, but still someone's got to be last and it's Starco. Starco. Foreign company coming in close to second, second last. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's actually, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, the, yeah, the N2, 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 NA2 army is kind of definitely on the second page more yeah more yeah. on the second page and even even enough, that even that doesn't really surprise me right because if you it. if you look at and i but again this is talking from a post raven eye perspective i feel like uh na2 factions in general are harder to play than straight up factions than regular factions. yeah i'd say, I'd say so and well, i'd agree they um just because of the way that the new link teams work, they have a lot less purity in their link teams to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, and not that they're more complicated, but they, ha- they have they have more nuance. Yeah. They are a lot that's more right. nuance. That's sure. that's what I'm, that's sort of what I'm trying to say is that there's more nuance there. So they're, they're, I guess more of an acquired taste and they, they're never going to appeal because we're looking at popularity, right? Like which ones people play more of. You're not going to get, a new player doesn't come into the game and be like, I want to play Akari Company. Two factions and then just, yeah. Apart exactly from right. JSA. And I set, I set JSA separate. When I talk oh. about NA2, whenever I talk about NA2, I exclude JSA from my... JSA from, talks tonight. 
for I exclude JSA from my um uh fuck, what's what do you call, what do you call it when you when you just apply the same thing to everything? Um yeah. I, I there's a, a word I can't even remember right now. Um I exclude I exclude JSA, right? Because they're they're unique in their origin and how they moved from where they were to becoming an NA2 faction. But all the other NA2 factions, they're a bit, they're all hodgepodge. They're, um, they're the sort of thing that once a veteran player gets a bit bored with what they're doing, they're like, I'm just going to try this out. That's how that's yeah. how I've started playing an NA2 faction. And that's how I feel everybody else that I've spoken to who plays an NA2 faction has had a similar type experience. Um, I'm not saying that's for every, that's what everyone has, but by and large, that's what I've found. So um, for them to be at the bottom of the list makes sense. Yeah, and then um, it. What is it? Uh, just having a look at the Pano factions. Oh, the actually, that's what I was surprised by. That Pano is so far down in popularity. I always thought Pano was like. In... That's vanilla. That's vanilla Pano, I think. Vanilla Pano is less popular yes, than White it's... Banner. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really it's. I yeah, played well, I played White Banner for for two years, and in yeah. the two years that I played White Banner, I never played against White Banner, not once. Yeah, um, Pano's tutorials are a bit better. Like the military orders is third, so that's obviously their most popular. And then oh, sorry, Karuna. yeah, apart from apart from Mo, um. Yeah. Everything's Varuna in the second half. Mm. Varuna, yeah, I guess Neo the... Terra, even Vanilla Pano. It's just like, you know, what they say about like fiction, um, I guess, simulating reality or reality simulating uh, fiction. It's, you know, the, the great demise of the empire. Um, <laughs> the capitalist empire. Uh, the the full empire. So, sorry, Trent, mate. Um Downhill from, coming coming from downhill. two using two 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 using players. I know, right? The new world order. Oh, <laughs> Jesus, the secret police. Um, no, it's uh, it's interesting to see the imperial service so far down. Oh, so it's not surprising to see them so far down on this list. But if we move to our next list, top ten, the sorted by efficiency. efficiency. Um, now, yeah, because I've been so out of the loop, I haven't actually watched this video, right? But do you know if they actually gave their definition of what is efficiency? Um, I think it's tournament results. I think that they may, may mention tournament results. Because um, they're not going to say power ranking. They're not going to say tier list. They're not, you know, they're not filthy clickbait baiting, you know, YouTubers. For, for me, um, for what it looks like to me, right? And I'd like, I, again, I could be completely wrong about this. If I listen to the 30 seconds in this video before they bring up the list, maybe this answers the question, but cause I'm a fucking terrible person. I haven't done that. Um, efficiency to me says, um, win loss ratio divided by number of play people playing that faction. Yeah. Potentially. That's potentially. that's if, if someone was to like out of the blue, say this is efficiency. That's how in my head, that's how it works. Um, I could be wrong. Yeah. Because um, last time they did win rate, didn't they? They they, they did win rate. They, they did. Gave they, gave us, they gave us. Yeah, yeah. They gave us win. They gave us win rate percentages. That's right. Um, last year. I think. 
Yes, I think this is a little bit. It might be the same formula. Who knows? You, we don't. We we don't know. But the the point is, um, it's interesting. It's interesting because, um, Alef, which kind of leans into what I said before. Every time I play Alef, I'm like, how the fuck are they playing the same game? Combine army, and Toha. So Toha is obviously a faction that would most likely be owned by more veteran players, as is Imperial Service um, and potentially Spiral Core. So that, I think, having the that potentially skew the results as well, yep. because I think as a bit of older factions, yep. I think they're more likely to be played by veterans, so that would probably lean favorably to them. Yep. Um, Vanilla Ariadna. What about Cosm? Vanilla yeah, Ariadna. They've strong. they've copped some flack on our podcast as well. Um, <laughs> but they're still they're still standing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Spi- Spiral Core. That's a, that's a bit yeah. of a surprise for me personally. Spiral Core, I think, are a surprising mm-hmm. one there. Cosmo um, doesn't really surprise me. I think Cosmo are very strong. Um, she has Vasti, Morats. Yep. Kevin did his Kevin did his bit for the Shazvasti. I did my yeah. bit for the Morats. Imperial and Service. Some, you're tr- you're somebody like, else did. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't help these numbers on Imperial I'm Service. Doing the opposite. Yeah, I'm doing the opposite. Actually, um, it come BCB like, of this whole of this out. whole list. The fact that ISS is number nine blew me away, right? Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, I'm uh, looking at them. I just don't. And I N three. Imperial Service was my jam. I was all over the... I Like, I could play it any way I wanted to. Um, in mm. saying that, there was probably the two only two ways that I wanted to play it. <laughs> and those are the, those are the yeah. ways that, that I made work. Um, but see them number nine? Like, I mean, it does fill my heart with joy. But it is very surprising. Number 10, White Banner. Yeah. That's fucking you all... That's, that's all me. That's all me. Right, because <laughs> like reading, because I'm there's like I'm in like a Yujing um, Facebook page and and a few other places as well. Like from, from if if what I read on the internet is true, I was the only person winning games playing White Banner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, then you you've been in the Yujing forums then. <laughs> no, nah, that's that's fair enough. Um. Yeah, so that it's it's pretty interesting. But uh, vanilla factions take out the top four spots, which is interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, whatever that means, I guess. Josh uh, in our um, Josh in our Patreon audience is just saying that it's it's wins against times played. So it's like it's it's win rate in terms of how they come up with the numbers. Yeah, I guess win right. Okay, there you go. Yeah, so ALF number one. ALF number one. Unless unless what uh, he, unless what he's saying oh he's typing, so I could be wrong. Um Yeah. But, but um, it's interesting because your tier list uh, made mention nomads, which are nowhere to be seen in any way, shape, or yeah. form. And I, but I mean like again, because a lot of our tier list was influenced by opinion, um and Rob plays um Vanilla Nomads a certain way, and he, he's I've played him with 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 those Vanilla Nomads in that certain way, and and it's nasty, and it wins games. But maybe maybe either maybe other people 
just aren't playing it like that or um or there's other nomads were really popular on the uh on the um tts side of things for a little while there as well um they were yeah they were running there was just like this nomad list like cookie cutter nomad list that was going around with the salamander and that was just really frequently doing well in the i think their events and their finals so yep. i think that was having a part to play in people's opinion of nomads i'm sure they're still strong but um yeah i think that that was a that was a factor um what's old josh saying uh, yeah who knows who knows how they get the numbers uh numbers are probably on tts due to table yeah. density and that's uh, the thing about go. tts right you it's it's its own the tts meta was its own is its own meta in in yeah. the way the tables were yeah. put together and and when we talk about table density if you want to see dense tables and start playing games on on tabletop simulator because you you can make a dense table without having to lug around three great big plastic Crates, tubs yeah. worth of expensive MDF cut stuff that you've spent 100 man hours painting. And it costs you only pixels rather than physical money that's to exactly, make that's, terrain. That's right. So that's the other thing. So you're going to get a lot more consistent tables on TTS as opposed to real life tournaments and events. So... I'm sure that has a part to play mm. um, in the diversity uh, table stuff. So who knows? Um, I guess the, that would have made the Pupniks really strong, having dense tables. Those yep. things are disgusting. Um, who knows? It's all speculation. But either way, um, it's cool that um, we got a bit of an update So from CB. So I'm looking forward to the nerfs that Ayla if we get a cop next. Seeing yeah. As, uh, I just got the bat. No, it's real interesting. Um, I don't think that. I don't think anything actually needs a nerf, by the way. One thing um, that I did want to mention that we forgot to mention in earlier in our news section, because um, we forgot to make notes. <laughs> we forgot to make show notes for this show, but uh, so we're kind of doing a little bit on the fly. Um, Warcrow. We, yeah, I thought we yeah, haven't. Okay, gotcha. Well, we haven't had. Um, We've we've got a, we've gotten quite a lot more information. I feel like in the past few weeks, there's been more information coming out more quickly about Warcrow, and even a little bit of information about the Warcrow skirmish, right? Not just the um, right, not just the the dungeon crawler, but dungeon we crawler. do have a date for the Warcrow dungeon crawler, um, and because um, I'm such an amazing content creator, I'm having to Google it right now on the fly. Um, yeah, okay, it was like you. October 25 or something, um, maybe October 18. Uh, but like mid to late October is when we'll be, they'll be launching the, the Kickstarter that originally it was pending for November, right? So for it to come in, in October, that's, that's great news. Um, and fuck, what am I doing? I'm in a, I'm in a discord. I'm in a, um, a Warcrow discord. That'll tell me. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I'll be paying attention to it probably around the Kickstarter time, probably until yep. then. I'm not really 
focusing too much. I do want to see how the game works. I want to see how the game mechanics actually work, the actual skirmish mechanics work. I suspect they're going to be good. And, um, but, and, well, and this is what I've said plenty, loads of times before, Val. I totally yeah. agree, is that I, I'm not interested in the dungeon crawler, crawler. Maybe I'll get it. I'm like 50-50 as to whether or not I'll get it. But I am 100% interested in the skirmish. But because only information we're getting right now is around the dungeon crawler it's, it's a bit of a dearth of um of info around the uh the other thing the the skirmish but the little bit of info that we did get was that they reckon the model count is going to be like 20 to 30 you know in your force so bigger than infinity maybe it was 20 to 25 i can't remember um but a little bit bigger, and it will use the same dice as the dungeon crawler uses, and yep. um, which is eight-sided Aristea. Uh, yeah, similar to Aristea type stuff, but with eight sides. Uh, and um, I think that was all, if I remember correctly. So, but a lot of people uh, had demo games of the dungeon crawler at. Um, I was going to say PAX um, at Gen Con, right? They had the, mm -hmm. they had a demo at, at Gen wish, Con, yeah. um, and the other thing as well, there's a whole bunch of photos that have come out of what the models look like with paint with paint jobs on them, and I feel like the like the the models that they've got for at the at Gen Con that are painted up, they look they look completely different to the ones that they've got for their studio scheme. They look completely different to the um, to the concept art in the colors and things. And I think they look spectacular. Um, so uh, more, more, more now more than ever, I'm, I'm sort of leaning towards being in favor of it. Um, <clears throat> there was one fellow who was posting on our discord about uh, his experiences playing it. And I might just actually just read that review because it was, um, yeah, by all means. Sure. Um, it was really, well uh, I thought it was really well put together. Um, if I can find it. Okay. Yeah. So the fellow's name is Mr. Steve on, uh, on, on Discord. And he says, uh, a little late to the party here, but I also got a chance to play Warcrow at Gen Con and may as well chip in. I was fully hoping to pass on the game. Uh, dungeon crawlers are a commitment and there are already so many out there. That said, I was quite surprised by how much I liked it. The investigation phase, initiative system, and action choices made it feel like a significant upgrade from Defiance, which often seemed to consist of running through the halls as fast as you could while shooting things that got in your way. I enjoyed it enough that I'll almost certainly be picking it up. So that's a pretty um that's pretty That's pretty favorable. It's yeah, pretty it's a favorable. pretty favorable review, right? Yeah, well. Um Oh, sorry. I found the thing about uh, about the skirmish game. It says twenty to twenty five miniatures. Sorry, not twenty to thirty. Twenty to twenty five yep. miniatures. Um, accessible and easy to digest rules, and uh, uses the same dice as the dungeon crawler. So the d8s with the symbols on them. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Yeah. yeah look, sorry, I think. Yeah. Sorry. Here's a here's the other review that I wanted to look for, um, which is by uh kind of nova zaos nova chaos perhaps on, on again on our on our discord if you're not a member of the discord there's links all over the place so jump on 
but um, I'll just read this again. He says, I've been lurking here for a while. Uh, my friends seem to be wedded to AMG's Star Wars Legion, so I haven't had much of a chance to play Infinity. Fortunately, I mm-hmm. talked to a local war corps yesterday and was, and was helping uh, who, that was helping at the CB booth at Gen Con and found a nearby Infinity playgroup. Blah, blah, blah. More importantly for this thread, I got to play a few demo rounds of Warcrow. <clears throat> Definitely fun and relatively easy to pick up. I can't wait for the full Kickstarter. Despite having Defiance, I haven't assembled it in order to play it yet. Built and painted so much leads and stuff. So I can't uh, do a direct comparison. Uh, it's a lot like Fantasy Flight's Imperial Assault, um, Legends mm-hmm. of the Alliance cooperative mode with tablet app. But the Warcrow app mm-hmm. has more story and description in it to spice things up. The attack and defense mechanics are similar to Aristea, with hits, shields, and switches mm-hmm. on eight-sided dice. Mm-hmm. The initiative wheel uh, is a nice improvement over D&D-style RPG initiatives during attacks. So from what I understand, there's like an initiative wheel, and you get to kind of bid on how much initiative you want to spend and that moves you up the wheel but by spending that initiative it means that you could then be overtaken in later turns and rounds by your opponents and enemies potentially i think that's how it works so don't don't quote me if i'm wrong on that one um the energy system that allows a player to tailor buffs depending on needs is very good uh and the new thermoplastic models are amazing but they still are, sorry, but they still said they are still looking at ways to improve them. I was disappointed when I heard that they were moving some models to plastic, but completely surprised by their quality. Uh, they don't have a, they don't have, <clears throat> they don't have the nice heft of the metal models, uh, but there seems to be as much detail. Maybe a metal slug in the base, uh, like we used to do with cheap plastic chess pieces uh, a long time ago would solve this heft issue. He then posted a bunch of photos. So if you haven't seen them, jump on mm. uh, jump on the Lost Lieutenant Discord and scroll down to the Warcrow sub. What do you even call those on Discord? I don't know. Sub channels. Sub channel conversation. I don't know. Yeah. The Warcrow, um, but the these Warcrow some... part, and they like they look awesome. These are some advanced bots that CB are hiring to, um, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> spin us. <laughs> Spin truth uh, or spin promotions. <laughs> yeah, in our man, chat. that's 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 exactly what it is. They've they've got the um they've enlisted the the Russian bots to uh, to spam every single Discord channel with favorable reviews. Right, that's what's going on. Yeah, you know when I caught on, maybe a metal slug in the base like we used to which plastic pieces back yeah. in the uh, yeah back, uh, yeah the, no I, I I totally agree that that um that sentence reads like it was written by a machine. No, that attempt at like personalizing it, that was very obvious. Uh, but um, no, thank you very much for writing the reviews. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome to get no, that No, we, 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 just, we, we just joke. We absolutely appreciate your contribution to um, the Discord. Yeah. So... But no, um, really cool. but yeah, um, I know I know we we would usually talk about that stuff further towards the start of the episode, but I just wanted to get that out there because um, yeah. I kind of agree with the um, with some of these notes in that the info that's come out at Gen Con has made it more. I'm closer to being in the yes camp than I have been for a long time. So I'm definitely in the yes camp. I was always in the yes camp, just like. Um, not now. What? For, yes, for the Kickstarter. You're gonna back it. Uh, 
I'm not going back to Kickstarter. I'm like, yes, for so, the game. So, okay. and being, yeah, I'm like, all for it, so be doing another game. Oh, sure. I mean, yeah, so I'm always supporting. I don't think it's a bad idea for them to do it. I just, um, whether I don't know if I'll, I'll back the Kickstarter, but I'll probably play the game once it's out. Great. So I'll back the Kickstarter and you can come over to my house. That was, mate. That's how it works. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Done. Cool. Let's do it. Um, um, the tag grade one, yeah, the tag grade is going to be shipping eventually or maybe even ship for some people. That'll be interesting to play as well. Uh, but you need an airbrush to play tag grade. You don't actually, but yeah. uh, paint those big monsters. I, uh, no, I am. I, I don't I don't regret not backing tag grade. I do. Um, I, you, I do. You regret not backing Yeah, them. I got some. Yeah, I should have backed. I backed it and then pulled out um, last minute. And yeah, I kind of I regret it. Just kind because of, I think it'd be fun just having that four player game where just just chaos. That's a, like ensues. it was when we played it because um, we. We did a, I can't remember if we streamed what we played, but we played a demo game when they had the demo yeah. on, on tape, TTS. Yeah. We played it four player and it was it, like, it was loads of fun, right? And yeah. I can, what I envisage is a way to take those, take that rule set and adapt it to, you know, that, um, the, there's, the, the, that set of rules that you've talked about before, Val, that's sort of floating yeah, around. Infinity the Infinity Deathmatch yeah, infinity death we, yeah, rules. Take right. the take the tag ray rules and adapt them to this Infinity Deathmatch um, play style. And th then that is, the, that's your beer and pretzels game, right? Because Hugh and I, uh, uh, maybe maybe this time last year, or it was, it was a little while ago, mm -hmm. six months ago at least, um, Hugh and I ran an Infinity Deathmatch game at axes and ales we had eight players and it was a blast we everybody had a great time yeah. apart from hugh and myself we had um because axe because that axes and ales um infinity is such a prevalent game a few of the uh a few of the organizers of ana a few of the um the board members mm -hmm. of the club wanted to get an understanding of how infinity works just because it's good to know this sort of thing and mm. so they we had two of them playing we had a few of um oh. hugh's D, D crew came along so we had me oh. hugh and like we had yeah there was about eight of us playing uh, infinity deathmatch just with um basically it's just everybody gets two orders and yep. uh you've got a, a a line troop we 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 started where you got, like made it spec ops and sort of customized your guy. But for people who weren't familiar with Infinity, that was a bit too far. And so we scaled it back and was like, no, nah, you're just a line troop. And then you go up to the panoplies and the, and the boxes yeah. and you can roll on the booty chart. You can roll on the panoply chart or you can roll on the metachemistry chart to change your stats, change your weapons, change your stuff. And, um, and that made it loads of fun. And then if you die, you just respawn. And you can go loot corpses and, and get the weapons that they've dropped off them, that sort of thing. So it was loads of fun. And that's, that's how you play multiplayer Infinity, where everybody's got one model that gets that generates two orders. That's it. Yeah, Chris and I wrote that rule set uh, back in Geelong. Uh, it's somewhere floating around on the Google Drive. Uh, we can post that up if anybody's interested. Uh, but yeah, it's it's yeah, it, it really is fun. It, it makes the game fun. But uh, obviously, CB are game designers and we're not, so they've gone uh, steps above and beyond. Oh yeah, but sorry. Grade. In saying that, the similarities between that existing deathmatch set that you've come up with and what tag raid is, there's a huge amount of overlap 
in yep. in how they in how they work and and what you do. And there's but there's if you like I'm saying like I've said before, if you took the tag raid rules and just tweaked them slightly, right, yeah. then you get an awesome works, yeah. awesome deathmatch scenario. That's, so that's true. Um, but yeah. Uh, we'll see. Um, and there's always Aris Day as well, so let's not forget that. So yeah, um, between between that as well. Um, uh, still... Do we have anything else to cover? Um, Too much? I don't think so. Um, let me have a quick... BCB actually mission line uh, missions. Obviously, should we do an episode for the mission lineup? Uh, actually, we probably did talk about this one off air. But yeah, uh, BCB. That's going to be. I'm pretty excited. I've got well, it's like probably a game lined up with Hector this Wednesday. And... In in the coming, yeah. I'm sure maybe even next time we record potentially, because it is it's sneaking up on us. Actually, we should probably schedule that in for the next episode. We need to talk about. Uh, do we need to do a deep dive missions. into the missions? Right. So we'll probably be, we'll, we'll probably do that next time we record. We'll we'll do a deep dive into the five. Uh, missions for Burn City Brawl, uh, because that's the that's the next big uh, big event big event coming up. And um, even though I'm not going to be playing on the day, I'm still super keen to be taking part from an organisational perspective. I can't wait. Yep, exactly. Um, awesome. Cool. Well, um, we can probably wrap it up there then. Val? Well, it's not the end though, is it? Because this is gonna be half an hour of. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. So stick around. Uh, so you'll you'll will Kevin I sorry Val and I keep oh, this is the second time I've called you Kev. I'm so sorry Val. No, um, I'm so I'm just used to if it's one it's one on one. It's usually yeah, been yeah. me and um me and Kev. So um, it's just muscle memory. Um, but yeah, so stick around. Uh, for for Kev's uh Kev's words on uh on hack Islam and uh. We'll tack that on to the end. But um, my name's Nick. And I'm Val. And uh, you've been listening to Lost Lieutenant. Pause. Hello, listeners. It's me, Kevin, uh, coming to you from Beyond the Grave. Or, well, that's just more of a joke for um, for Val, seeing as he said I was dead in the last episode. Hello, yes, so I'm um, dialing in here from uh, a hostel in Portugal, so forgive me if you hear um, noises or creaking or the fan in the background, because it's bloody hot here at the moment and there's no AC in this room. But it's lovely and I'm having a great time and I hope uh, everyone out there is uh, staying safe. So just um, I've been asked for this episode because we're going through the black wind changes and I'm the only one on the cast that actually has any real experience with hack to just go through and give my thoughts briefly on the um, hack Islam and assassins update for Blackwind, and uh, yes just to give my th- my thoughts on it um, so that the guys can have a chat about it so I'm not sure how the guys are going to do this I'm going to go through the profiles as they sort of are in the change log um, and then the guys can pause me as they wish, they can ignore me as they wish or whatever they want to do so that the discussion um, can flow sort of freefully, eh, freefully, freely, um, so you're not just listen, listening to me blabber on for 15 minutes. So without further ado, I'm going to get straight into it with the um, first um, new profile for Hackers Lamb and Assassins is the Assassin Boktar. So, um, yeah, so this thing, as you might be able to see it if you are watching on video, I've got the profile up on the screen. Uh, Unfortunately, the internet here, for some reason, has blocked Infinity Army, so I've had to use it on my phone and then send the JPEGs 
to myself to look at on the screen. But hey ho, this works just fine. So, first thing on this lady is she is packing. Um, we're talking two wounds, armor four, six two move, the super jump, um, mimetism, and MSV one with a bunch of good loadouts. Um, interestingly, on this profile as well, none of her loadouts are bad either, which is a great design by CB. Um, you know, because all these profiles that I'll be talking about can be played or can be considered by players. Um, I do hate it when a profile is released or a profile is, exists in an army, and we'll get to it later, uh, where there may be multiple profiles, but really there's only one. Um, so this is good. All these profiles really, really interesting. So she's got a paramedic profile. Um, not sure why it's not a doctor, seeing as they're hack Islam, but whatever. It's a specialist is the main thing. Um, with a viral rifle, light shotgun, a decharges, viral pistol. Um, also has tactical awareness and can be your lieutenant, which is amazing. It's that's just wow. Like that's just a, such a toolbox unit, mid-range weapon, really dangerous weapon. Templates, decharges. Um, and yeah, like I say, it's a specialist with MSV1 and Mimetism, BS13, 6-2 move, like, it's a good gunfighter, it's a great specialist, and it's durable. Um, in addition, there's also a Red Fury profile, which isn't a specialist, um, but still has tech awareness and a lieutenant, so again, you've got yourself a, like, a really, really durable, decent gunfighter with, you know, that great up-down of Mimetism and MSV um, on, on a, you know, on, on, on a good chassis, and the Red Fury Still in damage 13, but burst 4, good range bands, it'll usually get a lot of the job done, unless you need to crack armour. Um, in addition, there are two NCO parachutist profiles. So the paramedic carries a plus 1 burst boarding shotgun, and the non-specialist has a red fury. Um, out of all these, my favourite is probably the viral rifle, um, or the boarding shotgun profile on the parachutist. Um, as I said before, the viral rifle also has a light shotgun, and both of them have decharges, which means that these are classified gold. You know, she can. She's also an elite, so she's elite. She's MSV. She's heavy infantry. She's got decharges, and she's a paramedic, so can do the doctor classifies. There's very few classifies this lady can't do. Um, so if you're playing highly classified, playing countermeasures, highly recommend this profile um really really cool the nco parachutist profile is also really interesting um however this does come at a cost uh, clocking in at 50 to 56 points she is the most expensive heavy infantry in hack islam and one of the most expensive in the faction until now the only profiles as pricey as her were tags or Tariq. so you get the picture um hack players <laughs> will need to time to adjust to running her in their lists um, for assassins, she can join um, assassin Baram fire teams, which are made up of Muyabs, Govads, and Lasiks, which is I think is smart by CB not making her a wild card. I know people are like, why isn't she a wild card? She should be a wild card. If she's a wild card, it'd just be like so stupid and like obvious, like auto include running her, you know, a couple of Barids and um, a couple of Gulams for cheap. It mm, nah. I like the way that they've done it here. It makes it more challenging to fit her in a list. Also, because she doesn't give purity to a link. I think I see her being run in Harris teams or solo, mostly. Um, I would quite like to see her run um, in a Harris with a Asawira and a Govan engineer. That does seem like quite a good profile. Which in which case you could kind of do. You could you could run the viral rifle version with the Asawira Spitfire and the um, 
and the Govad Engineer, or you could run the Boktar Red Fury with the Asawir Doctor and the Govad Engineer, or the instead of the Asawir, you could run the Muyab Doctor, so you've got a Doctor and an Engineer in the same length that's you know nice and compact, can do a bunch of classifieds and do a bunch of uh, push a lot of buttons and um, fight very well um, too. So um, uh, the other way I like to run her is I personally see the AD option getting a lot of use in my um, f um, armies personally. This this is just really a personal opinion. I think I really like that NCO boring shotgun profile. You just have to be very careful about hacking because she has such a short range weapon. But I think a 6-2 move super jump with a, a burst 3 boring shotgun um, could wreck face in the right situation. Um, in vanilla, she's really interesting as she competes with other premier gunfighters in the faction. Uh, she shoots better than the Asawira, but doesn't pack the same punch. So it's damage 13, no AP for the uh, Red Fury version. Uh, uh, the Mukhtar, Red Fury, on the other hand, the the you know the classic great um, Hassath um, Hakazlam gunfighter. Um, she shoots. She doesn't shoot as well as the Mukhtar because Mukhtar has MSV2, but is way more durable. So it, it kind of sits in the middle of those two profiles, I think. Um, but again, her biggest downside is her cost. At over 10 points more than the other options, players will need to make sacrifices to include her. But she is a welcome addition to the faction, providing hack with more orders in the form of tactical awareness and um, another nice NCO profile, uh, allowing you to lean into that more elite heavy duty role that we see factions like Pano and Yu Jing being able to do, but still that very Hakistan feel. So that'll be that'll be uh, that's my thoughts on the Boktar. Great. However, it's gonna be a while. It's gonna take a little bit of time for players to figure out where to put her into uh, into lists, which is great. That shakes up shakes up the way people build lists. That's only good for the game. Right. Uh, allowing a bit of a pause here for the guys to pause me if they need to. Um, and we'll move quickly on to the Sunduck bot, um, which is on the next slide. There we go. Yay, it works. Um, <laughs> so, uh, the Sunduck bit. Uh, I've written here, hot diggity, this was a shock. Uh, what a uni uniquely weird profile. Totally unexpected from CB, but absolutely welcome addition to the faction. <sighs> right, before I get started, I one of my wishes for the new box was for more camo options for hack. Um, this is me going to be a little bit of a rant, um, but stay with me. Um, hack. I think Hack suffers from quality camo troops. Um, you have the Hawa, you have the Fars, and, are, and they're both great, but are only AVA1. Tuaregs are great, but expensive, and hidden deployment, so you don't get the order at the start of the game. Um, and then, of course, Hunzukuts are irregular, and so are Delami and Libertos, meaning your opponent often knows what is under any given marker. We also have no marker stake killer hackers or any gunfighters to push with that are a marker state. The Thunderbuck changes a lot of this, but in a very different way. We now have a camo plus decoy, which is excellent, for deploying heavy infantry with a range of heavy and interesting weapons. What's more, we get our first, uh, and this is where I have a bit of an autocorrect, I said neuroscientist profile, but it meant neurocinetics. My, obviously my phone doesn't know what the fuck neurocinetics is, but neurocinetics um, profile for the faction, which is really interesting um, given the only you know, the, the the only profile that springs to mind that has neurocinetics for me is the um, and I've forgotten the name of it, the Yujing one. You know the one with the um, HRMC or the, the missile launcher? I think it was called now that one, um, which is really cool. 
Um, and of course, the thing looks like a mini Metal Gear, um, and its little camo is a box in the true Metal Gear Solid style. It's, it's a competent gunfighter with BS-13 and weapons ranging from viral rifles, AP Spitfires and firebacks, all with plus one damage, which is really important in a faction that I don't think has fantastic armor cracking capabilities. Um, it's okay, but you, they, we do tend to lack in things like firebacks or AP HMGs on all but like the chonkiest of profiles. Again, like the Boktar, its biggest downside is the cost. 49 to 53 points is a big chunk of your army for something that's hackable and doesn't have any vision mods or visors. Yeah, did I mention it doesn't have mimetism? The surprise attack is useful, but useless on a neurosurgery profile. Oh, no, sorry. Neurosynetics neuro profile, as you'll almost always be using it reactively. Which brings us to the big question, which profile do you take? I think we can all collective. I think I think we all collectively lost our shit um, at the plus one burst viral rifle neurosynetics profile before calming down and realizing that having 50 points of your army that's near useless and active probably isn't the best idea. So yeah, that was when um, the the profile. I think this one here, the uh, neurosynetics plus one burst viral rifle chain rifle pistol version for 49 points and half an SWC was 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 revealed and people were like oh my god finally a counter to bears but then everyone's like hang on but it's 49 points and has burst one in the active um do, uh, do I want to spend that amount of points on something that can possibly get outranged or just like you know chomped by warbands or by chain rifles mm, I mean it's armor 4 sure it's got 2 wounds sure but it uh, like 49 points man it's it's a tough one um but it's a cool profile um i think i think i do, I do think a lot of people will be looking at the active turn rule for this model as opposed to the neurosynetics profile at least to begin with people will be playing around with it i guess we'll, we'll see how how it shakes out um the neurosynetic profile does offer hack a, a monumental leg up in the aero game so up until now many players relied on delami as ablative arrows and just kept their heads down so you know a typical hack you know me playing hack islam most of my defenses would be delami uh liberto maybe a hidden deployed um nadir and then everything else would just be hidden and letting you come to me um be using fides to hamper your attack and to make you switch directions i'd be using um, ad again to come on from behind you uh, i wouldn't necessarily be stopping you in your active turn i'd be trying to do it through these kind of ablative pieces through hacking uh, and that sort of thing so now to have this guy on the table who bear in mind is camouflaged but has no mimetism does make himself look like a delami or a liberto when you put him down especially because he gets a decoy so you can you could theoretically fake out to Delami with this guy so long as you have stuff off the board that makes it look like he's 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 um it's it's Delami. You know what I mean? Like so you could you could potentially have, you know, your Boktar as a A D option off the table and then Sunduk Bok could look like to Delami. At least until you start generating orders and your opponent goes there's no irregular orders here. Although you would always have irregular orders if you're playing Hack Islam because it's Hack Islam. Why wouldn't you have irregular orders? Um, so yeah, I think this is going to be interesting as it does bring back some mind games if you're careful, um, if you're prepared to pay for it and can obfuscate your points, yeah, so your opponent doesn't figure out post-deployment. I'm excited to see this unit on the table. Again, none of the profiles are bad, 
Though I would say I'm my least favorite is the forward back, but it is still a fearsome air rule. So we will see how players fit one or possibly two in Assassins into their lists. And of course, I also can't wait for the miniature. So overall, this profile, really interesting, really exciting to see people use it. I'm really excited to use it myself. I'm not quite sure how I'm going to fit it into my lists because it is such a big chunk of my points. And it it, it, it kind of, again, does this sort of 50 points. It's it's a heavy infantry, but it's, it's, it's PS13. It's camouflage and it's forward deployment, but it's hackable. And it's in the midfield already. And it has no vision mods. It has no... Um, visors. It, mm, you know, like it could very easily just get ganked, which is why I think that the Neurosynic profile is useful because it sort of it becomes less of what you need to do with it, and it becomes more about what your opponent needs to do to it. Um, and if they have the right tools, they can take it apart. But if they come across it and they don't have those tools, even that viral rifle burst four viral rifle on a BS13 model comes up against, I don't know, yeah, a bear for example, or um, actually, to be honest, a bear could probably get around it because it's just so smoke. But a lot of other things will just have a hard time dealing with it, unless they, you know, unless they can outrange it, you know, with MSV and mimetism or smoke or whatever. Those things will tear it apart. But if you can put it in the right position, where your opponent can't necessarily outrange it, can't bring it the right guns to bear, this thing will be an absolute tick to to take apart. So that's really cool. Um, I really like it. Uh, on to the next one. Oh yeah, so this is where I'm going to take a slight detour and go back to a profile that actually hasn't changed for the faction, which is um, Delami. When we were when they were revealed as being line troops for hack in Code One, speculation was they may be getting changed to regular troops since Code One doesn't use irregular orders. The model reveal had some people wonder if those collapsible Panzerfaust might actually be SMGs or even chain colts. So at that time, if you remember, there were people going, "Whoa, they're in Code One. Why are Delami in Code One? They're irregular troops. Like they can't be in Code One because you know." And the people, well, maybe they're changing Delami, or people were like, "Maybe they're not changing Delami. Maybe they're staying." exactly the same and they've just put Delami in here because reasons. Anyway, turns out nothing changed. Absolutely nothing changed with Delami and I'm disappointed in that. Um, personally, I think it's a missed opportunity by CB because there are, as you can see there, one, two, three, four, five, six. Six profiles for Delami in N4, but really there is only one. We all know which one that is, don't we? It's the Light Shock and Panzerfaust Camouflage version. CB have done nothing in this update to change that, which is which is disappointing. Um, it, it, I felt it would be a good idea to release. Sorry, Blah. they've done nothing to them in the in the pro in the update, but they felt necessary to release a marksmanship rifle profile model in the box. Who fucking ever uses that? Who ever uses this one, marksman rifle? Who gives a shit for ten points? Just get a Ghulam for one more point, and it's a regular order. Like, it just seems strange that they would, and I understand it makes sense for Code 1, but as soon as that person then graduates to N4, they've been like, well, this profile's never, ever going to get used. And to me, I feel like it would have been a great idea for CB to maybe rework these profiles a little bit, just to give players the opportunity to use something other than the Panzerfaust camouflage version. Hell, you know, make the marksman rifle a camouflage option. But without maybe without mimetism. Oh sorry, maybe without infiltration. Make maybe some of them regular. Make 
I don't know. Like it would have been interesting if they'd been um, if they'd made them similar to what Rokots are in Cosmo, like a sort of cheap line infantry that can maybe make their own little link team, and then Gulams can make a second link team. But anyway, by and by, I just wanted to quickly throw out there that I wish that they had changed Delami to being just mostly for the point of view. Not that I have anything any any problem with the Panzerweiss version, but it's because that's the only version that ever gets any use and I just feel like that's a missed opportunity for CB, especially because they've released some gorgeous new models for Delami, but <laughs> let's face it, only one of them's ever going to get used. Um, anyway, that with that out of the way, we'll move on to, oh sorry, I did also have another quick rant um, <laughs> about another profile that I wasn't changed. Unfortunately, I didn't take a picture of it before I started this recording, so we're just going to wing it. Um, it's also with um, Barids. Now, some of you may remember that when the Cold One, um, there was a dossier or a page of the Cold One rulebook that was released, or leaked, sorry, I should say, uh, that showed Barids with um, a camouflage option, or they, they had camouflage in their special skills. And I was really excited for that. And I'll tell you why. Um, as previously mentioned, Hack have limited quality camo troops, making the Brid camo without any deployment skills gives you a decent hacker and now a KHD and a marker state that also has a picture. So it becomes a really cool profile. Also, Hack would now have access to a camo LT, which would be awesome, right? Because anyone who plays Hack Islam, they're often their lieutenants or fairly limited, they're decent lieutenants, we do have chain of command so we're not completely bummed out and we do have ways to obfuscate it with things like hollow mask but I felt like having the Barid be a camo option would just be would, would just be really good. And then third reason why I would have liked to have seen a camo option Barid is because it removes the current auto include of one or two Barids in a core link shooting out pictures everywhere. It may reduce the prevalence of guided in HB as well because let's face it I've every HB list I've seen online has a missile bot on it because it's got two brids and a core. If you gave them the camo option it may not necessarily reduce the prevalence of guided because obviously having a camouflage model with pictures is really good but it would remove that sort of like here's my core link with two brids in it let's you know copy paste for every other um, HB list that's out there. That's that's really it. Um, like I say, it's not. I'm not really going to rant about it anymore because it hasn't been changed. But I I personally feel that that's a bit of a missed opportunity. And as someone who likes running um, sectorials without any links, this would allow you to potentially run an entire camouflage blank courtesy list for assassins if they if they'd made it this 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 way. Um, alas, they didn't, so we will move on. Okay, so next up, um, Govads have had a slight tweak. Um, Govads, uh, the addition of the engineer is excellent and will mean we will see them on the table more often. That's great, that's great news. Um, they'll probably just this profile, to be honest, which is a shame because I like Govads, but uh, yeah, the price, I understand the price point of them means that often people will either look cheaper or more expensive or they'll look at Muyabs who are just categorically better. I do like that the veteran, I do like that the MSV1 and the HMG is a solid profile if you put in a link, especially if you make it pure, which is really easy to do now with the update. Um, 
it is. Uh, they did remove the shotgun, the light shotgun from the missile profile, which is a real shame. Um, not quite sure why they did that. Uh, I do wonder if maybe we'll see some new sculpts for Gobats. I just really like the idea of having a light shotgun on a missile launcher. Um, I know I, maybe I understand it was there to make it a bit cheaper, but I mean, I would have rather had it at the same price just to have that ability to um, fend off um, assassination attempts on my big gun. Um, so that was that was all really that I want to talk about on Muyibs. Uh Oh yeah, like I said, the the engineer profile also has beast attack AP, which is excellent because now you have an AP light shotgun, an AP rifle, and an eight. Well, I mean a breaker pistol. I'm not quite sure how that works because it's already AP, so I guess it's just AP again. Um. Anyway, that was that. Um. We have Muyibs next. So Muyibs have had a, again a, received a small tweak. They did lose my favorite EM mine layer profile, but at least the viral mines stayed. So that's good. They still have a mine layer profile, and it's a good mine viral mines. Again, talking about bears, talking about things that you know don't like viral. <laughs> Nothing likes viral, honestly, um, except things with total immunity, maybe. But either way. Um, it's nice that they get the viral mines profile. It's it's a bit on on point with assassins. They do have quite a lot of viral weapons, so I'm glad that they that they kept that. Um, the new minis also look amazing. So I hope to see more of these on the table, as they have always been my favourite infantry in the game. Um, if I get back to playing assassins, I plan on running a couple of teams, probably with Yara to get the forward deployment. The other change is the removal of the default. Muya profile as an LT, which is not a big deal, um, because you'll know. But but then you'll notice now the only LT Muya is the grenade launcher that costs one SWC. So before there used to be the basic Muya that could also be an LT. He was like twenty four points and zero SWC. So now you have to contend with twenty four points and one SWC, which mm, for a grenade launcher with smoke grenades and light grenade launcher and regular grenades is fine. Um, I know I used to run. Um, that LT profile a fair bit in Assassins back in N3 days and I uh, don't think I ran them in N4 but definitely in N3. These guys are fantastic. Um, like I say, just a small change. Nothing too major. Uh, we'll move on. Okay, next up we have uh, Lysique's got some love with a very tasty viral marksman rifle for 25 points and 1 SWC. Um, I can see CB trying harder to get people to run this profile or this unit in general. Um, it's a shame really because I don't think there's anything wrong with a linkable BS12 mimetism model with a viral weapon and climbing plus. Um, I do hope to see more of these on the table, but I'm not convinced. This profile is probably absolutely the best out of the bunch, uh, being VS attack plus one damage as well is really excellent. If you put this in a Harris, run it up the table, it, you can put the forward observer in there as a bit of a specialist. I think it's fantastic, um, and I do look forward to seeing these profiles being used. Um, then we have, um, oh, poor unfortunate. Yes, beer. Okay, so he's been changed again. Um, I don't know what CBR are thinking. He made they made his stats worse, but gave him drop bears and shock immunity. Shock immunity. Whoop de woo. He's still shit. Um, though in assassins, I would absolutely consider taking his FTO profile, as he's still pretty good in CC, and the drop bears do make him more useful in defense. But really, I'm not sure why he exists. It's a shame. 
Um, if anyone wants to comment on that and say they disagree or whatever, um, I'm happy to hear their thoughts on it. Um, and then the last profile that got tweaked was the Assassin IR. Um, another very much maligned profile now has a forward deployment option or a very exciting hidden deployment option. Um, he also bo um, he also boasts new weapons in the form of a breaker rifle, zapper, and drop bears again on a on the forward, although only on the forward deployment plus four inches option um, does he get drop bears. The hidden deployment option seems to have created much confusion in the community, something to do with vagueness over deployment versus placement for HD models, thus allowing an interpretation of the rules to allow the IR to somehow teleport 16 inches once revealed. Mm, but for more sensible and grounded players out there, this is how it works. Secretly, secretly deploy three hollow echoes on the table during deployment, taking note of which one is the real one. Take a picture or write the location down or however you normally do it, then remove them and that's it. Simple? Does sound pretty simple. I do understand it is the first time HMCB have done this and I do understand that the, prof the rules as written don't quite allow don't quite make it clear how to work it but I think the consensus in the community is that's how it should work and um, I think it's great I think it's a cool profile um, the, the hidden deployment option does give hack and assassins a little bit more options when it comes to obfuscating what's on the table which is always good um, it, but it only makes IR only slightly more viable it's still a 40 plus point model with BS13 and the best weapon he's got is a shock marksman rifle on a 4-4 move unit. Hmm. Sure, he is a specialist. Sure, he has surprise attack minus 6. But bearing in mind, surprise attack is useless against anything with 6 cents. It does reduce the amount of targets he can go after. Um, the the 4 deployment plus 4 inches option. Ow, that was sore. Apologies for that. Um, you may actually not have heard that. It was probably just um, my computer making noises at me. Anyway, moving on, um, the forward deployment plus plus four inches option is interesting, um, especially when you combine it with the uh, breaker rifle, zapper, panzerfaust, and drop bears. Being four inches up the table in a marker state or effective marker state does mean that he's more likely to get into gunfights um, in his good range band. And being a minus, having surprise attack minus six with a zapper or a panzerfaust is absolutely dangerous if you can get it if you can pull it off, but just don't count on that happening every game or any game, really. Um, the shock marksman rifle is probably more generally good because of its range bands, but again, it's only BS, it's only uh, damage 13 shock. It's not going to rock the world. And once he's revealed, he's just a BS 13 shock marksman rifle for 43 points. <laughs> again, like I can see what CB are trying to do, but I just wish they'd do something a bit more. Um, the like I said, the HD option I am intrigued by. I'm intrigued to see how people use it. It's again the the issue with it is it's it's long range weapon is 24 inches and it starts in your DZ. So good luck actually getting used out of that hidden deployment. But again, in certain missions, you could use it to um, very effectively. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, still, I'm excited to see what people can do, can come up with, and to get some work out of this unit. Another HG option in hack isn't a bad thing. Uh, second to last, we have Pandora. So Pandora has been added to Assassins for some reason. Uh, she's the new, um, I think, the Dire Foes model in the... No, she's not Dire Foes. She's like a special edition model 
in the Blackwind box. Cool looking model, great great profile actually, but I'm not entirely sure where she fits into Assassins. Um, I don't see her featuring much, uh, because for her price you can almost have two Brids. Uh, I mean sure, she does have Zero Pain, which is a fine hacking program if you don't want to die. Um, Dodge minus six is an interesting addition, but again, a hacker like that shouldn't be getting shot at in the first place. No one in cap, but no shock immunity. It's fine for 24 points. It does give you a, a, um, a BS12 picture, but again, in Assassins, you've got Barids who can do that. So don't see her featuring very much, but she's a cool model, so that's good. And finally, oh, uh, okay. What the actual fuck, CB? You decided to give McMurder to Assassins. I mean, I understand the fluff reasons for it. Um, actually, I don't quite understand the fluff reasons for it. Somebody online has told me, and I'm like, sure, sounds sounds good. Um, but I mean, come on, right? It's it's a huge boon to a sectorial that wasn't really struggling in the first place. Although, R.I.P. to Dashat, who used to be the only sectorial that could run both McMurrow and Fiddler. Uh, now you have a faction that can run McMurrow, Fiddler, and up to three for days. Like. I don't know why you play Dash at now, honestly. Just just play Assassins. It's um it's gonna be better, uh, which is which is a shame because I do play Dash at and I do enjoy Dash at. Uh, okay, so with that out of the way, uh, final thoughts. Um, I don't know what I was expecting from this update. Personally, I was looking for a move away from the same links we've seen since N4 dropped, but I don't think we're going to see a huge move in that direction. The new units are cool, but very expensive. They are There are more ways to run HP without links now, which I enjoy, but then just play vanilla and get Saladin. Sure, you do you have higher AVA and access to McMurrow, but it's not really enough. I mostly like the update. I will give HP a run, play around with the new toys and see if I can get, make something I enjoy, but it hasn't gone far enough to make me want to run them over vanilla or Rama. So that's my thoughts on the up, um, Blackwind update, folks. Um, the guys will talk about models and stuff like that. I think we can all agree that they all look really good. And uh, that is it for me. Thank you.